Goins. Goins. Introducing third, he bleeds orange for the University of Tennessee. Feels like 98, boys. The man with the greatest middle name of all time. Why do you point out that that is your opinion when everything you've said thus far has been your opinion? He's a national treasure, Sir William Erastus Broyles. Last but never. Yeah, we ain't going to play Adams. He ain't here tonight. It, the only guy no, that had a team that didn't make it to a bowl game. And he's the one talking the fucking loudest. Hello. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Poor Gators. He said his pasty well, ass at home. They they made a bowl game in theory. It felt like we were watching a spring no, practice. It was like the first game of the bowl season, man. It don't yeah. even count. Yeah, they played that one before the SEC schedule wrapped up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. That's how we're going to start. It's going to be an all-out attack on Adam tonight. So Anytime he's not here. here is a good time, so we yes. tear his ass up. Yeah, just That's no right. no holes barred. Uh, we got a special guest with us here tonight. We have got former Morristown East linebacker, current West Virginia 3A state champion coach, Billy Seals with us. Coach Seals, say hello. Hey, gentlemen, how are you guys tonight? Good, good, good. Doing good. Coach Seals graduated from Morristown East in 1995, went on to play a little bit of foosball at Liberty, where he graduated with his bachelor's in 2000, and then got his master's in 2006 from LMU. Uh, coaching experience, he was the head freshman coach at Morristown East in 2000. 2001, 2003, he was linebacker coach. And then 2003 through 2008, I believe it was, he was defensive coordinator. And is that about the time you went to West Virginia, Coach? It is, yeah. 2009 was my first season up here. Okay, good deal. Uh, We've also got the new champ, Fabian Goins. What's happening? What's up? Of course, we still got Bill over there. Excelsior. And in the absence of Adam Green tonight, we have Rob Croxdale setting in, the I, voice of the Hurricanes. A damn better looking guy. Which is a much handsomer version of the you know, his predecessor. I've heard I, that before. I had to add that, you know. He sounds better, looks better, smells better. I mean, just just better. <laughs> Poor Adam. Just better. No, Adam Adam sent me a series of just rough Snapchats. You know, I was already, you know, in my feelings, curled up in a fetal position because I got frog pecker all night long. And, oh. then, and then oh, he, and then he sends me all kinds of Snapchats cussing me and just calling me everything but a child of Jesus. Hey, he I called bet, me things my mama ain't even called me. I bet that's saying something. So I got something for his monkey ass when I see him again. Like I said, there's one guy missing from this table, and it was one guy that had a team that didn't make a bowl game. You know when you say the word miss? Yeah, I guess. I guess. We, need a, we need a different target. We don't miss – do we? We, 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 we miss him a little bit. We I miss, him, we miss bit. him a little bit. We're in communication with him every day. <laughs> right. I mean. We don't have time to miss him. He pisses us off every day. So, Well, now that he's not here, we can get a word in, too. That's also true. Yeah. It's, that's you nice gotta, to finish a statement every now and then. Huh? You ain't got to worry right. about somebody screaming over you. Just because you're louder don't mean you ain't, you're more right than anybody else. <laughs> time bastard. Adam right. Daniel, folks. Adam Daniel. All right. We'll get into our interview here with Coach Seals in case he has anything else he needs to do tonight or anything. All right. So <laughs> judging by, judging by those headphones, no, he don't. Ain't he adorable? <laughs> no, he's adorable. A man of that size and stature. Ain't no damn. They damn sure ain't gonna say nothing to you about him. I'm gonna tell you right now. No, no, they're not. They're <laughs> not. They're not. They're they are. man to intimidate him. <laughs> right. <those. laughs> well, well. 
you know, I can intimidate you four hours away and nobody's damn sure going to say anything exactly. about it. <laughs> <laughs> They're his headphones and you leave him the fuck alone. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coach, tell us about going from Morristown East to Huntington, West Virginia, man. What was uh, What's the process like when you're here as a defensive coordinator? Did they just call you up and like, hey, we're looking for a coach. Come interview. Well, my wife's originally from Huntington, so uh, ah. that was kind of the, the end there a little bit. Um, you know, one of the employees at, at Huntington High actually just called my wife and said, hey, our head football job's open and – you know, would would Billy be interested in applying? And um, you know, be honest with you, I I'd, for for a couple of years, I'd kind of looked uh, looked around. I just felt like it was I was ready to be a head coach. Uh, I'd been DC for five or six years. Had been at, in the program at uh, Morristown East since uh, two thousand, so I'd been there a little bit of time. And you know, I'd learned some things, uh, what to do, what not to do, from the guys that that I'd coached with while I was at at East, and uh, just felt like I was I was ready and. Um, you know, uh, they had never hired anybody um, outside of uh, Cabell County, which is where Huntington's located. Yeah. Um, so, be honest with you, I didn't think I'd get it because they never hired from outside. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, they they took a chance on a 32-year-old punk kid. Okay. Well, it looks it like it's worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Once they gave you the offer, was it a tough decision to take the job or was you ready to go ahead and go? No, it was. It, I mean, you know, my family's from that area. I was born and raised in Morristown. Um, you know, loved Morristown East, loved everything about it. Um, you know, it was a good place. But um, I remember Coach Derek Folsom, uh, you know, said something to me one time that's always stuck with me. He's, you know, sometimes you got to leave home to to do what you want to do. Yeah. And uh, that's always stuck with me. And, um, you know, he, he kind of – was my ears during that time of, of making that decision on whether to accept the job or not. Oh, good deal. Okay. Yeah. So you basically, you've gone up there and built a powerhouse in West Virginia, three, a football, built it from the ground up. Well, they were what? Oh, and 10 when you took over. Yeah. Well, they had went, um, in a three year span, they'd went two and 28. Okay. Um, mm. you know, and then, then my first year wasn't any better. They already had for, uh, you know, U-Hauls out front of my house and for sale signs out in the front yard. I mean, we didn't we didn't win a game my first year, right. and uh, I was like, "Holy crap!" You know, we're 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 uh, we're as bad as everybody said we were. Um, but you know that that team just uh, didn't know how to win. We we should have won three or four games that year, but just did not know how to win football games. Yeah. Okay, so you went from that to within five years, you competed for a state title, right? Within the first five years. Yeah, yeah. In, in the fifth year, we we played for a title in 2013. All right. Well, from the time you came in and took over, the culture of that team, the fan base, and everything, how is it compared to what you've turned it into? What all what else changed? Well, just as you said, the culture. I mean, the expectations. Um, you know, when when I first got there, they just hoped to win. They hoped to stay in the game. Uh, now it's an expectation. We expect to win every week. Um, you know, our guys know starting on Monday, we're back in the weight room. There's no, there's no, you know, other way to do it. I give them a little bit of time off at the end of the year. And the expectation is everybody's in the weight room working hard. And so I just think uh, just as, as losing is contagious, winning is too. Yeah. And, and, and our guys expect to win every single Friday night, regardless of who the opponent is. Fair enough. Will, you got questions? Yeah, I'm. Um... 
I'm kind of curious. You go and take a job like that, and say you come into a team, you've been hired, and they want you to make a change. We hear the term of getting your guys in there. Like, this is a football-centric show. These people want to talk football. Well, at the collegiate level, you can do that. You can bring your guys. What you have is a county to pick from. So if you don't have necessarily the talent you want, what do you do schematically to help yourself, I don't know, find some advantage in a football game? Well, I think, you number one, you got to surround your program with great coaches. And, um, you know, for myself, coming into a new job, uh, I leaned very heavily on um, Coach Toby Holbrook, who had been coaching here in uh, Huntington for over 50 years, had won multiple state championships in baseball, had been on the staff in Huntington for 50 years. And, you know, I kind of picked his brain on on guys that he recommended, guys that he thought that would be a good fit. And, uh, you know, it took us uh, probably for the first – Four to five years, it, it was kind of uh, shuffle the deck every now and then. I mean, just because just things didn't work out. I would hire a guy, just uh, didn't like the way it was going, didn't like, uh, you know, the job that he did. And, um, you know, but for the last probably about 10 years, we've been pretty consistent as a coaching staff. And so I think it's very important, the uh, – just having the same guys and and the continuity that that our guys bring to the table, but uh, you know I think that's first of all, and then second of all, man, you got to demand excellence out of your guys. Uh, there there's no there's no back door into being successful. You you've got to work every single day. You got to outwork your opponent. You got to spend time in field session. I mean, our guys who are in um, basketball and wrestling currently, um, they'll begin next week coming in at six a.m. in the morning uh, to lift. Um, and so that's the expectation and, and they know that's the expectation and, uh, the results speak for themselves when, when you do those extra things. Yeah. Heck yeah. So when you get you and your assistant coaches in the room, you really have a, an A plus group of guys that can develop talent and, uh, you know, just work on the little things, make sure that we're not making those mistakes that will lose us a game. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, you know, probably, uh, Five of five of the guys on my staff have been former former head coaches, so they know what it takes. Uh, there's no egos in the room. That's myself included. You know, my our job's to win games, and so I'm not going to be bullheaded and not listen to my assistant coaches. Um, you know, I tell them all the time. Um, you know, you guys make suggestions, I make decisions, but I always listen oh, I to my like assistant that. coaches. Uh, you know, and, and I, I always listen to my guys because my guys are there busting their butt every day, just like I am. So, uh, you know, no sense in having coaches if you're not going to listen to them. Yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. Have you ever thought about, uh, maybe being a commander in the army? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't make it with that attitude. He said, he said, I ain't lost a damn thing over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I love it. So uh, if we could talk about a, something a little more uh, sensitive and current, we saw the uh, the happening on Monday night last night. Uh, I'm sure you've at least heard about it if you weren't watching. Mm-hmm. So that was a huge game, right? I was tuned in. The AFC is on the line last night, and we have a, a unique situation. How, how small does football feel when one of your guys is injured on the field? I mean, I'm sure that hopefully you've never saw anything that horrific with cardiac arrest, but I went from feeling like last night was a huge moment for the NFL to feeling like the game just wasn't very important. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, and you know, I'm saying it's on my TV right now, just everything on ESPN and you know, I'm sitting there watching it with my wife and I and uh you know, just uh it puts everything into perspective. I mean, you, you look at that man is out there, you know, doing his job, something he loves, something he dreamed about doing his entire life, and then in a split second, man, it's uh you know, it's it's taken away from him. And so um definitely the the right call to not even play the game. The game doesn't matter in that point. Um, you know, and, and you could tell that those men out on the field, you know, sports brings sports is the greatest teacher of all time. Absolutely. I mean, you take a locker room, nobody cares what color you are, nobody cares what your religious affiliation is, what your background is, your social uh, social economic background. It is it, it's truly um a locker room of of brothers and and when something like that happens, you know, you saw the reaction out of the men last night and and you know, sports is 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 a great avenue for for individuals. And, uh, you know, I think football is a little bit different than other sports as far as locker room because you spend a tremendous amount of time with 70, 80 guys in the locker room for four or five years. Indeed, indeed. And uh, so I suppose there really was no other decision to make, right, despite the billion-dollar television contracts and the, the, the implications for the playoffs. I felt like they just could not continue that game, could they? Not correctly. No. Hmm. No. You were going to get a crap game. Yeah. 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 Too many emotions going. You you can't come back from that because you can tell that there was something really wrong with that. I remember seeing that they were working on him through two commercial breaks of a total of nine minutes trying to do CPR and resuscitate this man. You can't go go on after that. Have we ever seen CPR on live television during a football game just to try to get air to somebody? I'm 41 years old, and I've watched a ton of football. And in 41 years, I've never seen them try to actually resuscitate somebody on the field and it take that long. Yeah, it's crazy. The the only time that I've ever seen anything like that happen actually happened at Burt Tony, And I think it was – I can't remember. It was one of the green twins, Timmy and Tony. And they hit a kid from Greenville, ruptured his spleen. Oh, Ugh. and of course those those two. That was even before your time, Billy. But those yep, yep. those two, man, they were brutal. Yeah, absolutely brutal. And you know the the great thing was is I don't even remember which one it was, but it didn't affect them. Thank God, because they 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 went along and but. Yeah, I remember being at Burt Tony in the old configuration, you know, before we had what we got now. And I was like, man, you know, they, they carted him off. Yeah. You know, they brought the ambulance out on the field and picked him up. And it, it was a scary moment. And then last night, I was, I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, <laughs> they actually said it was none of the NFL officials or anybody. The coaches and players, players decided they were going to get that nope, game right there. We're done. Yeah, they yeah. made that decision beforehand. Yeah. They're like, no, we ain't, we're not playing. Yeah, that's yeah. a pr- that's a very that's beautiful moment in leadership for yes. me because you have to stand up for what you believe in right there. Oh, yeah, definitely. What other questions you got, Bill? Oh, that's it for me. Well, it. well, we'll talk a little bit about your time at Huntington uh, before we get into some of your players. But, you know, we, you talked about some things that – and this is things that you and I have discussed in private, but – you ended up with a couple of head coaches that you were there with. I thought you were there with Coach Bragg too, correct? I, I was, and you know that was that was probably the the best year I had coaching. You know, getting to coach with guys that coached me, and so uh, yeah, I was there with Coach Bragg for one year, and you know they decided to go a different direction. Yeah, see, they, you're there with Coach Bragg for a year, and then Randy Frazier comes in, which is a total polar opposite <laughs> of of Walt Bragg. Yeah. 
and then he goes away. And then you've got another total polar opposite of Randy Frazier and, and uh, Larry Smith. And that's where, I guess, for lack of a better term, our, our professional relationship happened because that's when I started covering Morristown East football for another radio station that will not remain nameless. But, Beep. yeah, you cut yeah. that out. How much time were we at there? Um, but anyway, tell you, you got to see – you know, one, two, three, four head coaches in Morristown East. And you said you picked up a little bit from one of them. What was the one that you learned the most from? Well, I think um, – Let me narrow know, that down for you. The one that you've learned how to do the right things with. Uh, you know, definitely um, the year with Coach Bragg. Um, just, just the attention to details that they presented on Saturday mornings. Uh, I mean, you look at that staff. You had Walt Bragg, you had Benny Denton, you had LT Helton, who I think is one of the best coaches I've ever been ever, around. Ever. Um and you had um oh gosh. Brian Fart, I can't remember the secondary coach, but uh da, 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 it'll come to me after the show, I'm sure. But um just and you had Danny Templin in that staff, and it was just a, a really, really good staff that Man, those meetings on Saturday morning were tough for a young guy, 22, 23 years old, because we'd start at 8 a.m. and by about five or six that night, we would be finished. And so uh, I was just a, a good little soldier at that time. I sat there and sh- kept my mouth shut and learned as much as I could from those guys. And, um, you know, so that year was obviously beneficial to me. And then, you know, Dwayne Hatcher did a really good job in his time at, at Morristown East. Um, you know, I thought he did some good things, and um, you know, he uh, obviously elevated the program for from what what it had been, and we had some good talent at that time with with Brad Ramsey and Jimmy Mosier and that group, and yeah. James Howe and Demarcus Knight, and all that that whole group was a really really good good group. Yeah, to, you had some good Howell. pieces to work with. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We did, and mm-hmm. and I always say, man, it's uh, it's not X's and O's, it's Johnny's and Joe's. You gotta have the dudes to get the job done, oh, and yeah. so. Uh, you know, I learned a lot from from Dwayne those um, three years we were together as well. Yeah, and you ended up coaching with former teammate and uh, ended up talking Brandon Castle into coming up to Huntington. How hard of a sell was it to get Brandon Castle to leave Morristown, leave home, and then run to Huntington? Uh, it was difficult. You know, I tried to get him uh, to come originally uh, when I took the job in 09. And, um, you know, he just didn't – he felt like it wasn't, wasn't the time for him. You know, his his, his folks are still in Morristown. And, and um, but I, I think after a year of uh, calling the defense, which I, I felt like he wasn't real comfortable in doing, uh, he was an offensive guy, offensive line coach, the best offensive line coach I've been around. And, um, you know, he, he it was uh, – you know, I think that he was ready for a change for a little bit and uh, came up and did a great job for us for uh, 11 years. Uh, just really helped helped me get the tur- the program turned around. And huge turnaround. I, and I'm going to talk a little bit about my trip. I, I'd been threatening you for years that I was going to come up and I was going to watch a football game because, um, you know, I've had nothing but mad respect for you and – to leave, go out of state, take a program like you did, build it to what you did. I was like, I owe the guy a trip to 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 Huntington. So last year, I guys, this is is the best thing. I, I walk into a locker room in the semifinals. Yeah. 
uh, Cabell Midland. Crosstown and, Rival. Yeah, Crosstown Rival. They're playing in the semifinals. Mm. And the first thing I get told was, hey, you know how bad we hate West High School in Morristown? Yeah. And we hate these motherfuckers <laughs> worse. <laughs> Whoa. And I was like, holy crap, what have I walked into? And and Billy, I ain't gonna lie, man. I felt like you rolled out the red carpet for me. I had a uh, I can't remember the guy's name right off the top of my head. Uh it just left to go to Marshall. Um oh, gosh. Th- 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 he was he's their uh public relations guy now. Um Oh uh Grant Trailer. Grant Trailer, thank you. Yeah. Yep. He he took me around, uh, and man, H- Huntington felt like home. Uh, all of a sudden, it felt like home. And you introduced me to one kid that, uh, that and I call him a kid because he looks about half our age, that used to play on the other side of town. He's now on your coaching staff. Yeah, uh, he's our strength and conditioning coach, Cody Carter. How 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 did you get that guy to come over to the dark side? Uh he, you know, he saw, he saw the writing on the wall, man. Uh, you know, it just, uh, and Cody, Cody was a guy that played at Marshall, um, did a GA in strength and conditioning for a year at Marshall, uh, went to the university of Georgia for a year, uh, as a GA in strength and conditioning. And, uh, man, he's, he's done a fabulous job with, with our off season program. Well, like I said, man, this, I, I didn't realize how bad it was. And I told Billy, I don't have a stitch of green clothing other than Army material, and I wasn't wearing that shit up there. Um, Billy, hey, take him back here and get him a shirt. So I've got me a shirt now. I'm wearing it. It was freezing freaking cold that night, too. Yeah. Um, And watching a semifinal game, didn't realize that y'all had played them earlier in the season. I don't know why I didn't put that together, them being Crosstown rival. Uh, 37-15 game that night. And that was your 100th win. That yeah. was something special to be there for. I, man, I couldn't believe I was there for that. It was like everything just came together. And, and I appreciate you rolling out the red carpet for me like that. I don't, realize, I don't know if you realized you did, but I felt like I was as just at home in your locker room in Huntington as I, I did at Burke Tony. Yeah, well, you know, we appreciate you coming up, man. And, and you got to see a heck of a game. And, uh, you know, we we had beat them in the, in the regular season 21-17 on a – uh, we we converted two fourth downs on the last drive of the game to to win it. So uh, you know I knew that was going to be a big game, and obviously being a semifinal game, um, you know it was it was uh, a cold night and uh, a lot on the line, and and our guys just played their butts off. Yeah, and it, it, it seemed like the ass kicking was bigger than what it was on on the scoreboard. If that makes any sense. Um. I walked outside, man. I was, I, I'm, I'm sporting my new Huntington shirt. Right. Yeah. I, and they're getting on the bus. I think I texted you this story. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, I feel I'm at home now. I'm I'm a Huntington Highlander now. That's right. <laughs> Hurricane for life still, but I'm a Huntington Highlander tonight. Right. I walked out. You know, guys appreciate it, and and they're getting on the bus. And as I'm walking by their bus, I heard one of them little bastards on the bus. <laughs> Part off, say something else. I turned around, looked up the bus. I said, "You just got your ass whooped once on the field tonight. You want it whooped again?" It is a yeah. It is a heated rivalry. I mean, it is it, it is it is more heated than the East West rivalry. And that's crazy. That yeah, and but you yeah. don't play in the same stadium. 
no, we don't play in the same stadium. That now, would not work. Now, no. having having said all that, is it because it's up in West Virginia? <laughs> they a little crazier up there. Yeah, well, you know, it's just uh, it, it's it, it's really unique. It's kind of like East and West a little bit, um, just due to the fact that um, you know Huntington is your inner city school, uh, whereas Cabell Midland's kind of on on the on the outskirts, um, and and it's just the the makeup of the schools are 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 eer, eerily similar. To be honest with you, we're kind of like Morristown West. Um, our African American po- uh, population in schools a little bit higher. Um, than it is at, at Cabell Midland. And um, just the whole makeup of both schools is eerily similar to Morristown East and Morristown West, to be honest with you. Interesting. Yeah, it, it was it was funny, man. You're, like I said, your strength and conditioning coach, he just looked at me when you introduced me. He's like, he's like, yeah, he, he came from across town. And he's, I hate the motherfucker. Wow. I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. He's, 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 uh, he's exactly what you expect out of a, a special teams coordinator. <laughs> yeah. And a strength and conditioning coach. I mean, he's Mike Eckler from Tennessee. Uh, you ever watch <laughs> Mike Eckler? Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about that state championship game last year. You, you go to Wheeling Island, Martinsburg. A team I just found out last night hadn't lost a playoff game since 2015, and you took one on the chin last year. Golly. Yeah. Mm. 62-21. Mm. Yeah. So you start end the season that way, but you still made the state finals. And I see, if I'm not mistaken, it's the second time you made the state, state finals? Yeah, last year was the second time. Yeah. So fast forward to the beginning of the season, and you play your next game – and it don't turn out so well either. You start the season out 0-1-1 at Spring Valley. 29-28. That's got to be tough to swallow after yeah. losing a state championship game the year before. No, it was. You know, and, and as bad as you hate to say this, the, getting beat the way we got beat in the state championship game last year was a reality check for all of us, oh, myself yeah. included. You know, yeah, you, you had to be, you had to look yourself in the mirror and say, "Man, what can I do to be better?" And um, our coaching staff felt that way, our players felt that way, and um, our guys this year were not going to let us get to that situation in the playoffs against a Martinsburg or someone else to, of that caliber and lose that football game. But you know, we 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 started out zero and one, but I I still felt good about our football team. Um, we had a lot of new pieces to the puzzle starting the season out. And so, you know, I probably didn't do as good a job as I needed to, to putting those pieces of the puzzle in the right, in the right spot early on. And, uh, but you know, we got it figured out and, um, you know, that's, that's a, you know, pat on the back to our guys because they just stayed the course. And again, we expect to win every week and and we didn't get it done week one. Well, let's talk a little bit about your, uh, obviously the season went well. Uh, I'm just looking at the at the schedule, and I, it's hard for me to remember everything that went on because I'm trying to keep up with Morristown East football, do that broadcast. But you know, I am I am watching. I'm keeping up with with my buddy Billy Seals up in in Huntington. Had a great season, and end up playing Martinsburg in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Beat them for the first time that they had been beat since 2015. So you take that that ball game going into the state championship game. That's got to feel pretty good going going to Wheeling Island, knowing that you just beat a team that 
It was the Maryville of West Virginia, basically. That's a little confidence right there. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. And, you know, we our kids were as focused if I, as I ever seen them that week because of who the opponent was, what they did to us last year in the state championship game. And, and our team was not going to allow Martinsburg to come to our place and win. Um, and I mean, it, they, we were up 14, seven at the half. Um, they scored two pretty quick touchdowns in the third quarter and made it 21, 14. And, uh, our quarterback, Gavin Locko pulls the whole team together before the kickoff and says, we're not, we're not losing this damn game and we're going to win this football game. And, um, you know, we get, um, you know, a couple scores there in the, in the late third, uh, early fourth and. You know, play play good, solid defense the rest of the way out and get a win. So, uh, you know, um, but those guys those guys wanted that one just the way it went um, in the 2021 state championship. Let's talk a little bit about Gavin. Uh, How do you get that kind of leadership? Did you tell that kid, like, I want you to grab this team by the balls, or is that his personality? Yeah. You know, that's, that's something he developed, to be honest with you. And that's um, impressive. You know, he's, yeah. yeah, I mean, and he's one of those guys, and we've all played sports, man. He's one of those guys, when he walks into a huddle, you just know he's got it. Yeah. Right. I mean, you yeah. know you're going to win the football game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, started for us as a sophomore, and, that, you know, that was during COVID, which football sucked all around, uh, oh, just all yeah. the regulations. And, right. you know, we struggled a little bit. And, um but but I knew he was going to be a great leader. He's a tremendous football player, and uh, just he's just that guy, man. If if things aren't going well in practice, he's going to let somebody know yeah. that it ain't going well. And uh, he's just uh, probably one of the best leaders I've had in our program. And um, the expect, I mean, like today, I mean, it's pouring the rain, and he said, "Hey, coach, me and some of the guys want to go out and throw." He said, "You're going to throw in this rain?" He said, "Yeah, we're going to play in it." So uh, he's out there throwing around today, and I mean he don't even play for us anymore. But you know our guys, our, our receivers are out there working with him uh, out in the rain today. That's awesome. Yeah, kid, kid threw for seventeen hundred forty-one yards on one hundred and fifty-four attempts, uh, showing his completion percentage at sixty-four percent, averaging eleven point three a toss. A kid, man, he, twenty-six touchdowns. Two picks on the season. You can't ask for much more. That's right? a solid season for man, a senior. That is an awesome a season. Solid season, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, and it, you know, and that's not even counting his rushing. I mean, he rushed for eleven or twelve hundred yards as well. So, yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, he he's, busy. he's he, yeah, he's yeah. he's really good. I mean, he, I think he ended up counting the playoffs. I think his he was uh, had thirty five touchdowns and two inter or three interceptions in, on the season. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm know, looking just, at your stats. It, 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 yeah. He's got. Uh, 745 yards on 87 attempts with 10 touchdowns. Yeah, that's probably regular season, not counting yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, probably. Eight, yeah. Eight, eight, yeah. A little over eight and a half a carry. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you put the ball in that dude's hands, man, he's going to make something special happen. Right. Um, and uh, he's just he's just a, a good old school football player that if he was six foot three, he'd be playing power five football. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about another uh, – I'm I'm looking at your stats and I and I'm having trouble with names. Jackson, pronounce his first Zah. name. Zah. Well, we call him Zah. His real name's now. You better be a player. His name is Zah Trillius. So you know that dude's a player. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yep. <laughs> Anything that ends <laughs> in Ilias has got to be pretty damn Man. good. Well, he had he had a shot for it. <laughs> Listen, he he's a dude. Now he's just a sophomore. 
Um, you know, and rushed for on, on the on the season, rushed for about thirteen hundred yards. Um, had one hundred sixty five yards in the state championship game. Um, he's he's special. I mean, he's a power five guy that he's already got. I don't know seven or eight Division one offers as a sophomore. I mean, he's a dude. Yeah, yeah. They showed during the regular season, averaging a little over twelve yards a carry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, 75 attempts, 12 touchdowns, 917 yards. And as a sophomore. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That I can dude. see it now. He's a dude. Late in the game. Yeah. Yeah. You need short yardage conversions. Yeah. Put in Zotrilius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real Greek vibes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about another. Uh, some of your receivers, you had another one, uh, Wayne Harris. Um, if I remember, I got to see him play a pretty good game against Cabell Midland. I do remember that name. Uh, 827 yards this, this year, 18.8 a carry, or 18.8 a reception, 13 touchdowns. Uh, yeah, he he kind of blew up in the playoffs. So he ended up with 19, 19 receptions or 19 TDs, went, went over uh, 1,200 yards receiving for the year. And um, he's just one of those dudes, man, you put him as a slot receiver. It's a matchup nightmare for linebackers. Oh yeah. He can't do nothing and, with him. Yeah. No, no. And he's a, uh, you know, he's a kid that, um, you know, I think he's going to get an opportunity to play group of five or FCS football, possibly power five football. Um, but he's just a really, really smart football player knows how to get open. And the dude does not put up with any bull crap at practice. He absolutely were jerking not in somebody's, Rear end, man. If they're not getting it done, and he'll tell you that you need to get it done. And so, uh, one of one of the again leaders of our football team that you know it, it, he's got that dog in him. Wow, nice. Yeah. Speaking of another dog, and I, I heard this on Chris Sharp's website or his podcast. Uh, uh, Coach Seal said so. Coach Seal said so. Yep. Yep. <laughs> We're gonna promote that after a while too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure we we put that out there. It's, That'll be it's, like it's Bo a knows. safe for work podcast um, yes <laughs> yeah he said he's promoting it's, it's, promote it's, yeah it's the it's the edited version is whatever what gets put out there, <laughs> there you go. if, there you, if go. you if you were here the unedited oh my gosh it's bad yeah i have you heard ours <laughs> uh, uh, i'm looking i'm looking i'm looking forward to listening to it uh, listen I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now when you go through the track listing you're yeah. going to laugh hysterically just the names the of names some of these of the podcasts. Shows. I'm going to suggest yeah, one to you. When, when shampoo a buffalo. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, a, I'll check that one. That's going to be a good one. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Sham- that one, shampoo and then my buffalo. personal favorite, what are those candies called? He needs to listen to that one as well. Yes. <laughs> I can put baby oil on anything yeah. and make it soft. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Good stuff. But anyway, getting back to uh, – to Highland football, one of the guys we were talking about a dog, and and I heard him in an interview on uh, your podcast with Chris Sharp. Um, your Iron Man, the other Gavin. Um, now nah, his name just went out of my brain. Um, Gavin Atkins. Gavin Atkins. Yeah, I was listening to that earlier too. It, it seemed like just listening to that kid. He is he is the old school football player that was around when when we were in school. That played both ways. It didn't hesitate. Didn't didn't question. Yeah, he's a guy that um, you know early on in his career was a linebacker, and um, you know he just kept getting bigger and I mean bigger and bigger. And um, unfortunately for him, you know, well his junior year we played him on the offensive line just because we're not we're not huge up front. We're very athletic and can move and and uh, 
you know, our, our offensive line coaches do a great job with those guys. But we we started playing him at right tackle a little bit, and he probably weighed 215 pounds. I mean, he wasn't big, you know, for for standard of of an of a right tackle, he's right. undersized. But man, he played hard, and um, you know, unfortunately for him, his his junior year, he uh, totally blew his knee out, MCL, PCL, ACL, Ooh. the whole nine yards. He I tore mean, all was, the ales. Oh. He tore it, yeah, and. Um, you know, we a lot of people were concerned about. You know, is he going to be able to come back and play as a senior? And uh, man, that guy rehabbed his butt off, and he said, "I will be ready in August." I'm telling you, I will be ready in August. And lo and behold, man, the first day of practice, um, you know, the doctors cleared him. Of course, he got pissed at me during preseason <laughs> practice because I I limited his snaps. I mean, I wouldn't let him play a whole lot um, just because. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I know what you can do, man. I don't need to see what you do in a preseason scrimmage. It doesn't mean crap, right? Um, and so, um, of course, you know, he's he looking at really that though right. from the other side. Hey, I need to make sure I'm ready. In his mind, that's what he was thinking, right? I, I, and he's a competitor. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, I, I've he's probably one of the hardest working young men I've ever been around. Um, you know, going to get a chance to go on and play at the next level. Um, probably defensively. I mean, he ended up his senior year. He was probably two thirty. Uh, but just uh, loves football, man. Loves the game, and um, he, he's he's going to have a, have a heck of a college career and uh, a, a great academic. You know, you're talking about all these young guys. One thing I haven't thrown out there, man. All these guys are great classroom guys. I mean, they're three, five, and above. Four, four point five. Um, you know, Gavin Locko's got a four point four. I mean, they're just great student athletes. Awesome. Well, let's talk about the game that we we really want to hear about. Parkersburg South uh, championship game. Uh, you, you were there the year before. You're you're back. You, you took a thumping the year before, but you've just passed up Martinsburg, and this now you got Parkersburg. How did how 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 focused were these kids? Did, did were they remembering what happened the year before the last time they were at Wheeling Island? Yeah, they did. I mean, I have a I have a leadership group um, that's about six guys on our football team that I meet with every Monday. And, um, you know, we talk about the week, um, you know, things that we need to improve on, things that we can do better as a coaching staff, things that we can do better at practice in order to make sure that we're ready to play on Friday night. And, uh, you know, I met with that group um, early Monday morning. And usually when you go to the state championship, there's a lot of pageantry. There's a lot of, you know, dinners and all this, you know, as uh, you go to be. the yeah, as there should be. You go to the double A game the night before and you know, everybody's patting you on the back. Um, you know, our our six guys all said, Coach, we don't want to do anything. We want to have dinner Friday night, go back to the hotel at seven o'clock. We have meetings all night long, and at nine o'clock everybody turns in their cell phones. Wow, and uh, and I knew right there. I said, "Guys, we're going to win this game." Yeah, and uh, nobody at nine o'clock when we finished our meetings, you're no one me, argued. So you're saying the Every, kids came up with that? We're yeah, turning ourselves kids up came, at nine o'clock. Oh we're, yeah, we're when you've got that kind of leadership that out there awesome. on the field, man, you can't go wrong with that. When you've got kids no. that days, I can't get my kids to turn them in long enough to do the dishes. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so if you got kids that's willing to turn it in to come together and, and be focused and win a football game, you've got a special group of kids there, man, and that's. Yes. As a as a coach, I know that's got to make you just. Uh, it, it makes it all worth it. Every bit of all the hard nights and the long nights, you know, just the, it, the sacrificing. It, it that, at that moment, you know, you've built something special. It, it you know it was again when they said that man, I went into our our coaching staff before practice that day and I said, hey man, 
they want to, t- they're, they're, they're saying turn in cell phones at nine o'clock PM. And they're like, sounds like a great idea. And I didn't have one person argue with me, which they're not going to argue anyway. Right. Yeah. But, but, but I mean, <laughs> no. nobody, no, nobody tried to, you know, no, I don't want, they all turned it in. I told them, Hey, you'll get them tomorrow morning at breakfast. And I even had guys saying, man, we don't even need them tomorrow morning. You can give them to us after the game. Wow. wow. And, uh, and that, so, was a, so I, that was a 12 p.m. game. Yeah. They did without so, cell phones for nearly 24 hours. And so, uh, you know, I just I just knew that our guys had, you know, the the butt whooping the year before. Oh, yeah. Um, we learned a lot as a coaching staff as well as players on, yeah. on how to approach that game. Yeah, I, I am going to give – Woody Hayes, a little credit, and it's a, it's a lot. It, don't you Thank look you. at me that you way, Jason. You shut your whore mouth. Uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and mute Fabian right now. Go ahead, Rob. <laughs> so, <laughs> one, of, one of the things that I've heard that Woody Hayes said, and it, it, it actually makes sense, nothing cleanses a soul like getting the hell kicked out of you. Well, and here's, here's something that I like to live by. There's two types of people, people who are humble and people who are about to be. Yeah. And that's how you have to live your life. You know, you, you, you've got to eat that humble pie. And if you've not, hey, boy, if you ain't eating, you're going to be forced in your mouth. It's coming, yeah. yeah. So it's a just, loss it's, is a painful motivator. It is, It's but it's necessary. It is. When you've got this kind of thing, like I said, you could tell with the kids that he's got and, and the product that he's gotten out of them. That loss has been that motivator. Some kids, it defeats them. But he's got a special group of kids, man. And I'm telling you, but it also takes a special group of coaches to get those kids to rally behind you. So that that yeah. also says a lot about the group of guys that you've got in there with those kids yeah. and, and being those leaders that you guys need to be. So you need as much of a round of applause as those children do. That's uh, a fact. Because that just shows that they're that they're buying into the program. That's what you need. But oh yeah. I'm gonna tell you before before we end this, I gotta tell you one of my two of my favorite Billy Seal stories. On the sideline. I know where one of these is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, one of my first experiences with Morristown East, I think we played West game four that uh, first year up uh, 2004. It was Uh, right around the middle of the season, usually. Yeah, it was it was game four, game five, and I'm and still, while they and while they play that stupid thing, game one, I have no idea. Yeah, That's it, the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, agreed. It, it it had uh, it actually had to do with the um, uh, with the team from Kentucky that um, decided to uh, get out of the contract. Um, mm. and, yeah, Middlesbrough and, or whoever it was. Yeah, they they got out of the contract, and then uh, we ended up having to play Alcoa the year we were supposed to play the Kentucky team. Um, and then they had already had the schedule set, so they ended up playing the East-West game, first game of the season. And, and it had moved a couple of times, but this when you get the Tribune involved, you get money involved, they get what they want. Sure. We all know that. So um, we're playing about game four or five, and, and I've actually talked to Rob Davis about this game. Uh, and uh and big rob I, i've actually yeah. there is a picture of the sign that was hanging across the visitor side over there hanging at the morristown fire department right behind us i was in the honor guard that night and they had a sign up says we're getting tired of beating you guys year after year after <laughs> year do you remember that sign billy yeah so after the thrashing that west took that year Steve Hernandez was on that coaching staff with you, and he had he been and been on that coaching staff across town too. And Don Woods treated him like crap. Oh yeah. So after the game, 
and um, jo- uh, Russell had Josh Russell. Josh Russell had just absolutely annihilated West D. He had about a thousand the- yards that night. <laughs> 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 well, set a school record. Yeah, he got for, busy. <laughs> yeah, he got he got busy and said, yeah. yeah, breakout <laughs> night for that kid. And I'm I'm on the sideline. We always interviewed Coach Seals. We didn't interview Larry Smith because Larry Smith had he had the personality of talcum powder. Oh. And and just as cancerous, mm. I guess. But Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> hope I stay on your good side. <laughs> but I'm watching. I'm waiting on Billy to get you know done. Coat you know shaking hands, and I'm watching him. And I happen to look, and he started speeding up. Do you remember this now? You remember what I'm getting uh, ready to say? N- no, no. But it's probably I was probably not a proud moment. Oh yeah, it was a proud Very moment. Proud moment. I, I loved you. So he, he, I look and Don Woods is walking toward the sideline away from the, yeah, yeah. he wasn't going to shake no hands. Billy runs him down. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. You're going to shake, you my, shake, my, damn you shake yeah. my damn hand. Yeah. 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 And, and the, the best thing about it was Steve Hernandez was right behind you. <laughs> yeah. Made him shake. And, and I mean, you could tell he was just disgusted. Yeah. The other one homecoming game. We're playing Davy Crockett. They had this little um, side judge that had glasses on that he could see into the future with. <laughs> little short, round dude. And, I, I, I mean, he didn't even look like he knew how to spell football. I guarantee you that dude hadn't played a snap in his life. Oh, yeah. He throws a flag about something. And they've been flagging us all night. We're still beating the crap out of Crockett that night. And I was sitting there on the sideline. I'm following the football, and I'm watching. Billy walks up. He don't stand on the flag, but he stands about. He, you couldn't have drawn a damn line between his foot and that flag and never moved. I mean, that dude pick up that flag in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't changed any. Uh, <laughs> I just uh, – I, I, I get out on the field at times and uh, – I noticed you know, that I, at the Cabell Midland game. That was – Yeah, and, you know, I always – it, it's it drives me crazy, you know. The first thing as soon as the game starts, referees, coach, everybody's got to get back. And I'm always like, God Almighty, man, worry about what's going on in front of you instead of what's going on behind. I've you. never I really mean, understood I, that. If you're already missing calls, why are you looking at me so hard? Right. That's why they're missing calls. Pay attention. <laughs> yeah. At the start of the yeah. game, yeah. just calm down. We're all right. excited. We're going to settle down. We'll right. get into it. So, it. so just to expound on that, that he hadn't changed any. I go up here to Cabell Midland, or that Cabell Midland game, mm-hmm. and they scored first. Yeah. They scored first, and and I'm walking around with Grant. I, I'm on the sideline. I got I got a sideline view. It's a great night, and I look up, and this is where I realized that this this hatred for the other side of town was pure hatred. Highland, uh, uh, Huntington scores, and I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I look over at Coach Seals. And you know how the coaches will normally turn around, look at the bench, hold up one finger, we kick the extra point. Yeah. He walked about – I don't know if you realized you did this. You walked about eight yards out in the middle of the field, out near the damn hashes. You weren't looking at the damn bench. You were looking over at their sideline holding up one finger. <laughs> I yeah, said, yeah, it's, oh, it's shit, a heated game. This is on. Yeah. And Billy ain't changed a damn bit, and I'm yeah. glad you haven't. No, not ever going to, and uh, I am who I am. That's uh, it. It's just – I mean, and, I've – and the great thing is, man, I, I got I'm one I'm the only guy here at this table that got to watch you play. Yeah. 
And, man, you coach just like you played. It's great. Well, you, you got to love it. Uh, you got to, you know, and, and kids feed off of that. Oh, yeah. Kids absolutely. kids feed off your your enthusiasm and your love, and, and they know that you got their best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, kids don't care how much you know. They won't know how much you care. Yep. And uh, our guys, we're, you know, we love our guys off the field. Uh, we, we give them hugs every day and tell them how great they are and yeah. then tell them how bad they suck at practice. That's so, it. Uh, That's it. <laughs> but you got to do both, man. Positive reinforcement uh, is man, just I, as important. I don't know if don't. you remember when you um, moved on, there was – like I remember uh, Travis Beasley and some of the guys, they were younger than me. When you left, they cried. Like we didn't have a lot of that what you call it. Like not all those coaches – got along with players man and for you you were one of those guys that players, you could coach. you could do the slap on the back and you i i thought coach woods was freaking awesome yeah but yeah you and him were the guys and when you moved on i remember there being tears and not a lot of that but that day people were not happy uh you know i, I again i think it's about um number one you, you kind of take a today you better be a player's coach yeah, because there's a lot more going on outside of the game of football that your kids got to know that your door is open at all times. Right. I mean, I, since I've been here, man, I've had to pick kids up who got pulled over for a DUI. Uh, you know, who they call? They didn't call their mom or dad. They called me to come get them. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and just just things like that. They just they know that you know. I've, I've, unfortunately, I've been to uh, a lot of funerals of of you know our our players' parents or or a loved one, and you know. Um, our, our staff is cares about these guys outside of football. Right. And and to me, that's the most important thing. Absolutely. And, you know, seeing, seeing, you know, I still talk to some guys that I coach, you know, back when I was at East, uh, you know, James house, crazy, Bud will yeah. hit me up every now and then with something <laughs> or, or, um, you know, and, and, and talk to those guys, Jerry Harris sometimes. And yeah. you know, those are the relationships that, that, you, you know, you, you value, and uh, understand that that's why you're in the game is, yeah. um, you know, getting to see these these <clears throat> young men develop into, into great fathers and husbands. Right. And yeah. coaches have a lot to do with that, you know, whether you realize it or not. That's a fact. Because life starts on the football field for a lot of men. A lot of men are created out there, whereas, you know, it's an experience. I always say organized sports is what made me the father and, and you know, that, that I am. Because you you grab onto some of those things and see those father figures out there and and the coaches is hard on you but they do it out of love and stuff it's it's all it's all of that man uh, you're exactly right yeah. I mean Billy and I played for the same man and mm-hmm. and I I think I told you I finished my master's degree last year mm-hmm. first person I texted after I called my mother all right Walt Bragg that's it yeah. yeah yeah hell of a coach I played for Walt Bragg oh let's lo- loved Walt yeah. Loved Walt. I and, loved LT um, Helton. That was my guy. My, well, LT, I'll tell LT you a funny LT. L, I'll tell you a funny LT story. So LT didn't say a single word. His his first day um, on staff was my sophomore year. And Brandon, yeah, Brandon Castle was our starting center. And LT didn't say anything day one. Well, LT was coaching the guards. And at that point, I think it was me and Richard Atkins were the two guards along with Link Gibbons mm-hmm. and um, Brandon, we, we ran 24 trap. I remember it was two twenty four trap out of the old wing tee. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you know, I'm blocking, I'm Brandon's blocking back and I'm blocking down and uh, you know, Link or, or Richard was trapping the three technique and uh, Brandon didn't get out of the way quick enough. And 
we finally got the meat. Coach LT held. <laughs> he was like, Castle, you get your fat effing butt out of the way, out of my guards, you fat piece of crap. And from that point on, man, lo- loved LT. Loved LT. And, uh, of course, I you know, grew real close to LT, getting to coach with him that year. And, uh, you know, uh, the the best coach I've been around, bar none. Yeah. Dude, he had a dude vibe. I, uh, you he remember was he dude, was always man. the in-school guy where, you know, yeah. I spent high school. I remember thinking, <laughs> I've never seen a man put a dip in his upper and his lower lip together. Yeah. And yeah. so he had this big swollen out duck mouth. And he was intimidating as hell. Yes. And, man, you, you felt like you were in trouble. I yeah. had... Yeah. I felt a real desire to do whatever the hell he said. Well, think about it. Yeah. <laughs> He's sitting in a room full of degenerates all yeah. damn day long. He's not yeah. going to be happy with him. So, oh, he was a perfect guy. A, and then get on a football field right. with and 75 it, more degenerates. degenerates. So he was a perfect guy for that job. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and like I've told these guys, like my aunt raised me, she never would let me play football because she said it was too dangerous. But I had in school a whole lot. And uh, <laughs> so I got to know him. Like yeah. He would talk to you in school like, why are you doing a stupid shit? Right. Like, yep. God, yeah. He really make you think about this and feel little. I'm like, I, hey, you're right. I, yeah, need I think to it was a bad end. He'd come try, and look at what I was football reading. For him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Thoughtful guy. Oh, yeah. I, now, you say you haven't changed. Now, I, one thing that I can say, because I've heard some radio broadcasts, I'll catch some, you know, uh, your interviews, post game and stuff. You have cleaned that up quite a bit. And to your yeah. to your betterment, my friend. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> the only time I didn't is we were playing about four years ago, four or five years ago, and we we're playing uh, Ripley High School, and they had a quarterback that just wasn't very good. To be honest with you, yeah. And he, that that damn dude was like eight of nine for 115 yards in the first half and two two touchdowns. <laughs> oh, oh man. And, and they they had threw a touchdown right before the half. And what do they do? They stick the mic in your face. Oh, Co- no, coming off the off. field. Yeah. And I said, I, I can remember this guy after I did it. I said, Oh God, I'm in trouble because it was on TV. And I was like, <laughs> uh, and and I could remember saying that might be the worst defense I've ever seen us play. I said it was absolutely awful. We made that guy look like Tom Brady, and he can't fall in the ocean. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he was bad but man we made him look good that first half <laughs> i assume you got that corrected in the second half huh? yeah 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 i usually do usually when you throw things you lift that um, fire yeah it's uh but yeah you know, it's, I, speaking I, of throwing things tell us about the dent in your door the coach's office yeah I, I took a well i couldn't get in the office i was i was mad we were down like 10 or 12 points. It was like uh, to a team we shouldn't have been down to. Yeah. So I throw a stool in the locker room, bust the radio. Um, it's dead silent. They know if we're not playing good, they or even if we're winning and we're not playing good, because they're an expectation on how you play. Right. And if we're not playing, Hank, then I football, man, I'm pissed. And so I couldn't get him off because my door's locked, so I just punched it real hard and put a big den in one of my coaches opened it for me but it was it, yeah. it was it was quiet it was quiet in the locker room that day I guarantee that time. It. yeah I, some of my fa- I, I every time I'd, I'd walk over I, I got the the job of hey you know austin price is gone yeah. you're gonna be the guy doing the sideline gig and oh by the way 
you get to interview Billy Seals. I'm like, man, I'm glad I know this dude. <laughs> Because he ain't going to hit me. <laughs> I, 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 I would have told you, Mama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She'd have whipped my rear end. <laughs> but I, I'm like, God, I got to interview Billy. And then one of the one of the first halftime interviews, I know it was a post-game interview. We had a close game. Ended up, I think we lost that game. Uh, Carnes, maybe. I, I don't remember. Close game. Yeah, what, that was uh, Blake Garrison's senior year. Yeah. He was a dude too. Yeah. Yes, and, he was. And I walk over and and I can't remember the question I asked him. And Billy just looks at me and says, "I don't know what to tell you." And we just had we just got caught with our daubers in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, our right. very own Mike Leach. It's like, wow. I don't even know a follow up question to that. <laughs> All right, coach. Appreciate your time. Head, head, into the locker, head into the locker room, coach. <laughs> <laughs> it was always entertaining doing interviews with you, and it's been entertaining tonight. But uh, yeah, I, um, looking forward to next year. I promise you, man, I'm gonna try my damnedest if if my schedule works out right. Make another trip up to Huntington to see this team play. See, maybe if we get a bye week, and that's we can, what I want to catch them out. Yeah, we can yeah. get a, if we can get a bye week. The three and of playing. us will be helping cover it on the radio. Yeah. And yeah. if it works out right for the playoffs, we'll, yeah. we'll go up there and watch it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh they, yeah. Listen, I would I would love to come to East Tennessee and play somebody. I'm, we're always looking for games. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that last night. It, uh, yeah. He actually mentioned, man, how, talking the, to the guy, the guy, the guys, the guys sitting here at this table will really understand this. Billy Seals versus Lamar Brown. Oh, that would yeah. be. Yeah. 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 I'd love to see that. Yeah. Uh, stay, uh, stay in the 3A division. Go to Greenville. Yeah. Well, you know, 3A is 6A down there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so, you know, we're right around 1,800 kids. So, um, you know, we, I, I, anybody in Knoxville or crap, I don't, I don't care. Dobbins, I mean, Bennett, Knoxville, it don't yeah, matter. Right. Science Hill, even. Yeah, yeah, it don't matter. So, you know, Johnson City is only about three and a half hour drive for us. Right. So it's not a not a bad trip. But you know, uh, you guys are more than welcome anytime up to Huntington, man. It's a good city and good football. And man, they they uh, you know they they love their athletics. I mean, I think this year us winning football was like the school's been open since nineteen ninety six or seven. And I think that was like our 27th state championship. Yeah, I was going to say, my, my first vision, I turned up the hill to go up to, to Huntington High. Yeah. And I'm seeing all these green signs. State champion, state champion. Got a wrestling championship up there. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got two. Yep. Yeah, so my question to you is, Coach, where do they put that sign for you at? Is that going on top of the hill, or is that going to be the first thing you see, and is that some bitch going to be bigger than what the rest of them are? <laughs> no, no. My, my AD would get his ass in a sling if he made it any bigger. But, uh, well, you know, it, it'll go. add on to it. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll, it'll go, uh, you know, it'll go in, in its spot, but it will definitely do something, you know, in the stadium. And, uh, again, this is the – the first football state championship since 1947, I think, for Cabell County. Wow. So, um, you know, long time overdue, and, and you know, we're happy we were we were able to get the job done. Heck, yeah. When you, when you do get that sign put up, please send me a picture of it. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. Sure will. We, yeah, we, we, we'll, if you want to toot your own, own horn, we'll do it for you. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, send it. We'll post it from the right. sportsman's page, and we'll share it to everybody. Yeah. All right, you guys got any more questions for him? Coach, you're welcome to stay on here as long as you want while we go on and bullshit about other stuff going on, or you can hop off at any time. It is all up to you. 
Yeah, I don't yeah know. well, the, the wife's got dinner ready, so. Uh, <laughs> I understand that completely. They're going to beans and taters. Yeah, as a matter of yeah, fact. Yeah, that's right. Uh, mm-hmm. Your wife was one of the last people I saw before I, I left up in Huntington. She was yeah. like, oh, my God. She didn't <laughs> yeah. know I was there. Yeah, yeah, she she kind of, she does so much pre-game and post-game. She makes sure, you know, we get pizza for our kids after every game. And Shoot, so you wasn't eating pizza that night, and I was eating good when I left there, man. I was <laughs> yeah, starving well, to death, well, and I was like, Hey, there's a spread well, back here. I heard that. Yeah, we had a hot, we had a hospitality room. So yeah, I, that's uh, I remember that. Yeah, so, that was man, yeah. that Billy. So guys, I appreciate you, man. Looking forward to to hitting that like button and listen to some some of the uh, some of the podcasts you guys have done. <laughs> Outrageousness, this one, yes. yes, sir. Hey, thanks for coming on, brother. Yeah, we appreciate you. I got guys. Take care of yourself and uh, talk to you guys soon. Hey, yes, sir. Nothing yes, sir. but love for you, brother, thanks, coach. Thanks, man. Take care. See you. See you. Bye-bye. Wow. So he's off now. I got to tell he's you, off. I graduated high school. I wrestled 140 pounds. Yep. Won my region at 140 pounds. Uh-huh. I never weighed 140 pounds for another couple of years. I uh, I weighed around 135, and I was in the locker room when he threw, I think, a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Man, thought, man, he's. I'm next. I crawled back in my locker and I thought, I'm not man enough for this environment. <laughs> like, I thought I was a dude, and you just uh, had to look at the era uh, he grew uh, up. Yeah, in, I was about you know, the size of his thigh, yeah. and I remember like lifting with seals and stuff, and thinking, no, no, I'm not man enough. I need to wander off for a few minutes <laughs> while he does dude stuff. So, I played for Coach Bragg, and and I played with some big out. Uh, you know some some pretty massive dudes, Poochie yeah. Simpson, oh, and, yeah, and Jimmy Center, and oh, yeah. uh, you know some some dudes, yeah. And oh, yeah. I was smaller than you, bro. So I get it. And and Coach Bragg, I watched him break. I, I'm I feel the same way, man. I watched Coach Bragg break a man's face mask with his bare hand in practice. Jesus but, Christ. <laughs> uh, him and and then Coach Denton would line up without pads and run into you full speed and hit it and hit you. Golly. And make you like it. Those coaches are. They gone. weren't young men either. No, no they, they were, were not. <laughs> yeah, I, I, they they were awesome. not. They were not young men. They were men. Yes, just men. Just damn men. Yeah. Yeah. The what is the term? We have a man in the room, or yeah. he's the man in the room. Yeah, yeah. I think Billy Seals is that guy. I remember in a room full of coaches talking. When he would start to talk, you're thinking to yourself, "Why ain't he the head coach?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, frankly, sometimes, yeah. But I mean, he would be the one that when he spoke, everybody shut the fuck up. Yeah, fair and, enough. And <laughs> I'm was always a dude, man. He I, was. Yeah, I, he, he had a presence. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm the only one at this table that watched him play. And when I tell you that that man is coaching like he played, yeah, dude, yeah, I, he he was one of the most violent linebackers I had ever seen wear a Morristown East jersey, and there's been a lot of violent men. There's some good ones, yeah. A lot of violent men played that position in Morristown East. Before he got off, I wanted to ask him if Liberty asked him about the coaching vacancy before they hired (laughs) Chad Caldwell. Oh, was it Caldwell they hired? Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, because Freeze uh, bolted, yeah. Freeze gone. Yeah, Freeze gone. Yeah, I want to say, hey, did uh, they happen to offer you at all? Or fuck them. He went to to work for that damn cow college on the plains down there I would absolutely love to get up there and watch one of their games. Oh, if we can make it, uh, wait, I would love that would to be do great. that, man. I'd like to go that rivalry game. We really should. Yeah. We're going to be right in the middle of our season unless we have a bye week. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll keep an eye out, but and I'm going to tell you. Get a, get a schedule from him, and, and oh, we'll, we'll compare I'll, it. I yeah. will. 
I will. And we'll we'll, and we'll to, see what we can do because I'm telling you, I just I'd love to see that man. It, the atmosphere up there is second to none. Good deal. Um, the it was it was great. I had uh, like I said, I had a, a, a personal uh, guide to Huntington High School, Grant uh, awesome. Grant Trailer. He now works for Marshall. Um, took me around, uh, kept me on the sideline all night. It, it was awesome. And, uh, and then I got, got to see his hundredth win. It was a special awesome, night. Yeah, good night. Yeah. Good night. The one thing I did find out and we don't stay in Huntington. We go right across the river to Ashland, Kentucky. You don't stay in Huntington. Oh yeah. When I say it's a rough little town, you just, really? sure. yeah, it's yeah. Really rough. Fair enough. Rough. Anyway, Man, that was great. Good interview, man. Yeah, I'm glad we could have him on. I am too. But you motherfuckers got some information, and I need to know it. Yeah, we'll get there in a little bit. Oh, I need to go around the table and talk about everybody's bowl game. So we'll start with you, Rob. Can we? I I think we need to talk about this. Rob, tell us about about your bowl game. Y'all whipped the shit out of Kansas State. Good job. Yeah, everybody. Feels good to win a bowl game, doesn't it, my brother? Cheers. Everybody here. I'll drink to that. Oh, I'll wait. take mine as a win. I expect to lose by you 10 should. plus. You know, <laughs> well, well, listen, here, here's the thing. I, I, I saw something. I saw. I, I can't help this, but I saw something the other day. It was like, nobody in Ohio watched a ball drop. Everybody in Ohio saw a ball drop. Yeah, wide left. I was just sitting there thinking. <laughs> I was just sitting there thinking at least one of us is going to represent the Big Ten because I'm here to tell you. I very, very rarely want Ohio State to win. But I wanted us to represent the national championship, if possible. And we would have beat TCU. And we couldn't get it done. When we couldn't get it done, I was like, you know what? At least I know Ohio State's going to get it done. Well, is that the bowl game we're talking right now? Yes. Okay, well, let's go with that. It was going to be last, but we'll start with it. Well, let me ask you, how did Ohio State neutralize a Georgia team that hasn't struggled a lot? Georgia struggled with pass defense. You saw that against LSU. LSU? They LSU. gave up 500 yards. To LSU. But even then, they, but they didn't struggle overall in that game. I told myself, well, they've got a cushion. Maybe it's what they're calling. And they also struggled against Kent State, who runs a similar offense that we run. And yeah. it was till the fourth quarter before they took the lead in that game, before they took charge of that game. I've held all year long that if I could have anybody on my pro team, I'm a Titans guy, I would love to have Will Anderson and Marvin Harrison Jr. And I still will hold true that Marvin Harrison is a hard guy to cover, man. Just he's a better prospect than his father. Until you knock him fucking senseless. Uh, That hit was hard. He got fucking rocked. Harsh. But yeah, C.J. Stroud came out three for 348, four touchdowns, no turnovers, like. I was proud of that performance. Like he was, he was trying to prove something. That kid was defeated. They had the been on game. him since the last game. Uh, right. His legacy and, and, was going to be shit. Right. All this. Call me crazy. I think you could see it in his face. Like Hell Stroud, yeah. was Stroud was determined, and I think there were some nerves. He looked like a young, nervous guy, and he really showed out. Dude, I hated that hit on Marvin Harrison, and I can't tell you how bad I feel for that kicker. Like bad hold or not, bad snap and bad hold. The bad snap led to the bad hold. Kicker did what he could do with it, which yeah. was nothing. Yeah. So 
Yeah, because Ruggles is like, usually the money. ball wasn't even standing up when he yeah, kicked it. Ruggles. I'm surprised he got it off the fucking ground. Well, that's why. I, well, that's why it hooked immediately. Because yeah. if you looked at it, the kick, was the ball was sideways. You could tell that it wasn't held properly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I hope in 20 years that poor kicker's not hearing about that because there was nothing you're going to do with that. Oh, he'll be hearing he, about he, it. He, he will because that's the way the fucking world works. You, you're always taught about your failures. You're held to your failures, not Stratton, your success. You know, and I don't want to hear any shit about a bad hole because you and I both witnessed this shit this year, at Campbell County. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> kid kicks a football extra point. It wasn't on the tee. It was between the hands. Oh, oh, yeah. Like he was trying. Kid was took that fucking snap. Was trying to get it. And it just, he just held it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he kicked it between his hands. <laughs> yeah. So he was about two inches off the ground. He's <laughs> just go <laughs> see what just you got, go. Ace. Yeah. 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 So uh, I, I don't want to hear nothing about a bad hold. Yeah. 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 You know, you got a high school kid kicking it yeah. off the tee. Yeah. And it went through with authority. Yeah. So. So how surprised are we? Like, I really thought Georgia comes in. I thought it would be a lot like the Tennessee game. I thought they would come up. I thought Keely Ringo, with help, would stop Marvin Harrison. It didn't go that way. They trailed the entire game to the last 54 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. And it, I, just to, I did not see. I did not see the way this is going to – I saw Georgia winning that, that game. I didn't right. see that game being played the way that it was played. Right. Um, it was fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I, I, I got – I mean, Georgia – Honestly, uh, I feel like this was the best year of semi semifinals that we've had. Oh, yeah. The, both, both the games were absolutely fucking exciting down Fabulous. to the wire. Because I'm telling you, it, look, it got ugly there for a second, boy. Well, well y'all was down big. I said, who? Well, I looked at one time, it was, it's a little it was different. 40 to 22. I was like, God, TCU? I think Ohio State showed up and gave a, a freaking Herculean effort. I think Michigan, between the pick six and the goal line fumble, just no, honestly, no, I think you no, guys refused to win. There's more. We beat ourselves, and that's what makes that's me angry. That's what I'm saying. You guys when I hear were the these better posts, team. When, when people say that, oh, y'all were pretenders, not us. No, we beat ourselves. We they fumbled, are who we thought they were. We fumbled on the fucking goal <laughs> line. They, they they robbed Roman Wilson of a touchdown. That was a, His ass landed in the end zone. That was a touchdown. Uh, yeah. So they robbed him of a touchdown, and then, and then our quarterback spotted him 14 points, two pick sixes. You cannot win football games that that's way. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you guys probably belong. That's 28 points. You know That's that a 28 might, point swing. It is because uh, we lost two touchdowns and we give them to. Just to fast forward, that 28 point swing might have me in a dress. So fuck you guys again. But as soon as I give it. you an inch of credit yeah. this year, you fuck me. But here's here's the part that bothers that bothers me the most, and that's that we have played such sound football all year long. We have not beaten ourselves. Oh yeah, good game. physical football, and, moving and, people off the line of scrimmage. And we just we picked this fucking game to just fall apart. Y'all and that's beat just us. What I thought y'all was the fucking shit. I think, and I think that's what it is. I think just like with George last year, our wad was shot in Columbus. But, Good, but here's the thing. I, here's the if thing. Y'all though. gonna beat us? I hope that's how it goes every fucking year. No shit. But, uh, <laughs> hey, if it ends in the playoffs, is it that bad? But six, six L's know, in a row in the postseason. As a Tennessee six fan, if it ends in the playoffs, Listen, I'm good with Harbaugh it. Harbaugh cannot. Hey, it's like it's like once they get there, he can't he can't win that. In Harbaugh's game. whole career, he's only won three bowl games. You had to tell that man. He's you won got, one. The first you, one that was it. Citrus you got to with Jake Rudock. You got to yeah. you got to tell that man to quit taking Sudafed and cleaning them sinuses out so he have plenty of boogers eat. Before he goes into, I'm telling you, maybe we need, need we need that booger. We need that booger energy. Eat some damn chicken. chicken. Hell, 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 I'm eating bitch. enough for everybody on that fucking football team, and it didn't do us <laughs> no good. Shit. But yeah, man, to lose. Listen, TCU. Hats off to them. I'm not taking one thing. I'm not gonna do is sit there and make excuses. 
There is a 28-point swing legitimately that we could talk about, but I'm not making excuses. TCU absolutely deserves to be in a national hey, championship. Max Duggan challenges in Tim Tebow. Max he wasn't Duggan. Lose that game. Uh, honestly, Max yeah, Duggan they had a quarterback done that all year, them to victory. He, but he's done what he's done all year long. We've seen Max Duggan play like this all year long. And but, it's crazy because he was not their starter. No. And he's this kid only found the another gear. Because the starter got injured. Dude, he's yeah. got it between the ears and he in the heart. He's starter, though. He's so, what you want. He has experience, yeah. Yeah, he's a dude. He's what you want. What's not even look at that let's look at what their head coach has accomplished sonny dykes yeah in sonny his first, year. first year well not only that he was wrecking shit at smu oh. people forget about his his you know his accomplishments at smu yeah people hadn't heard about smu since eric dickerson and they received the death penalty and then smu got wrote off and then sonny dykes essentially resurrects that program to be somebody that's talking about and then he comes to tcu and look what the fuck he does and speaking of huge yeah. turnarounds i mean this don't involve any of Tulane. our team green wave Tulane. baby you know I love the Green Wave. That hey. pick got me the belt, baby. Hey. Green Wave. Can I just can I just say I appreciate that transition, buddy? They beautifully done from two and ten to twelve and two. Well done, USC. Well done. Beat they beat the Heisman Trophy winner and, and a he team, set records that day and a team of fucking just mobsters because because yeah. USC hey. didn't have kids set out when you, you know, say, they were full strength when you say Tulane mm-hmm. three time three time three time. SEC champions. Yeah, yeah. People forget. Like people forget. Yeah. Tulane used to be a uh, member of the SEC. Yeah, yeah. according to the original charter. They left it. As a matter of fact, and have y'all seen the, the Sugar Bowl used to be played in their damn stadium? Right now, have y'all seen the TikTok floating around about their cute little? Oh, they left fan. In sixty-five. They've got an adorable Tulane fan. Look her up. Adorable uh, is in like we want a poker or yes, like very much so she's delicious. Okay, when you say cute, I think of like a but puppy, not no, like a hot yeah. chick. Okay, well let me back up. She's delicious. Okay? Delish. Okay. Yeah, and, and uh, <laughs> there's a there's a there's a, a whole TikTok dedicated to her. Y'all should check it out. That don't even yeah. make sense. All of LSU or uh, Tulane's are rivalries or the SEC teams. They mm-hmm. they have one that's not an SEC team, right? So they yeah. have no conference rivalries other than Southern Miss, right? But yeah, they were a member of the SEC for a while, man, and and that's crazy. But yep, they from have thirty two to sixty five. They have balled out this year, man. Hats off to them. I love to see an underdog come out, punch people in the face, and prove that they deserve to be there, man. And Tulane is absolutely proven that they deserve to be there. Yeah, oh, they and, and, and and they're not a they're not a program that. You know, was very well known because of the conference they're in. Right. Got out of the well, SEC. They're like my Cubs used to be. They were lovable losers, man. Like, yeah, they show up on everybody's schedules. Those out of conference games, well, that they know they're going to win. We've seen, and granted, we have to go back away for this. Like, I'm thinking our teenage years. Uh, yeah, we've seen good Tulane teams. Yeah, come and go, and I, I don't get that. Like, yeah. This is a great Tulane team. Yeah. What I'm saying yeah. is, how do you work like you? As as I was driving into New Orleans, I passed the the Tulane stadium and their mm-hmm. campus yeah you would think that that would be a prime recruiting area yeah beautiful mm-hmm. lsu beats them out for it you suppose oh uh, yeah yeah absolutely. over yes. bourbon street in new orleans yeah i think baton rouge probably got it going on man especially well, look at it what like they've this. been doing down there you've got athens you've got georgia tech georgia tech is downtown mm-hmm. the, the campus the stadium everything is in downtown atlanta mm. yeah and then you've got athens yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's that's the same thing, yeah. Because Georgia Tech, I mean Georgia Tech still gets athletes, and to this day, I cannot figure out how a triple option offense lands Megatron. I still haven't figured this shit out. Mm. Was that Bobby Johnson that got him? Though? I don't know if it was Johnson or not, but I do know that they ran that offense. Yeah, when he was a member of of that team, they did run the triple option offense, and I don't know how they got CJ down there yeah. running that offense because that man has the catching radius of a two car garage of a football field. 
Like, well, <laughs> you just throw it up. That boy's going to catch gonna it. He's going to catch it. He's going to catch it. But they said, you know, but they did it, you know, like uh, Sports Science. Do y'all remember that yeah. show? They did yep. a segment on him and they said his catching radius was a two car garage. That's, that's, that's fucking insane. That's an, that's I think he's the best receiver I've ever seen. Pure athletic talent. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Do you want me to self deprecate for a minute? I, sure. Caleb Carter, who called and invited me to the Orange Bowl, he, I couldn't. He make invited it me too. Of, I had to work. Mm, I had to work. Yep, couldn't make it. Good friend knows his football. Yep, he invited Caleb, you, then called me. I said, nah, Caleb Carter go. told me Calvin Johnson would be an all-time great, and I said he's not even the best receiver in this draft. And Caleb says, who's better? There was a guy at USC named Dwayne Jarrett, <laughs> Matt Leinart's best receiver. I said, yep. Dwayne Jarrett is a ball player. He'll be twice the player Calvin Johnson is. Yikes. I uh, I don't know if Dwayne Jarrett ever made a team he to sweep for the, the floor. Panthers, and he? played and for the Panthers. He started. And that started his trek down Boosie Lane. Oh, hey, hey that, that, must we go there right now? Hey, I would be a fantasy champion right now if not for some very bad happenings in the NFL. Yeah. Buddy, you were several weeks behind us. Oh, you're talking about fantasy. Never fantasy, mind. fantasy. Never <laughs> mind. Was, like, we could have quit playing for two weeks and you still Still breaking into the top three. Hey, not at the rate I've been going. Uh yeah, uh, we ain't going to touch our fantasy stuff. Let's not. Today. Let's not. Ain't nothing good so you, coming so out of it. you did ask me about Alabama's bowl game. Yes. Yeah. yeah Talk to what, you. How, what, how do you feel about that bowl game? And it, looking ahead, what do you what do you expect well, next year? All right. So, it's kind of hard to say because we saw this year's team. Yeah. We didn't see an Alabama team that is going to be there next year. Right. And, and, and right. We, we, need, we, need to, we need to talk about that a little bit. Something that Nick Saban said. He said, I don't understand how you can build value for yourself as a player by sitting out. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and and people, you know, people will say, well, he's crying, trying to get his players. No. No, I, he's preaching truth. I'm now, a lot of people don't, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's okay for those kids to sit. I don't Ever like since it first happened, sitting. I always wondered. How do these NFL scouts look at that and be like, well, they're just quitting on their team? Right. You, that's my thoughts. Well, it's not surprising, though, to them because, number one, in the NFL, they expect you to treat it like a business. They've already dealt with contract negotiation. Sure. They don't now, expect you to treat it as anything more. And Nick Saban at Alabama, he's correct. You're not building any value. But at the same time, you're going to say, I already have equity. Right, like if you sit out your bowl game, you're saying I built equity. I don't want to yeah. lose it. Right. You, you, now I expect you, them to start tying in nil deals with. Hey, Here's your you nil deal. You got to play right. every game. You're physically right. cleared to play it. Right. It, it, but it, to your to your point, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Treat it like a business. Mm-hmm. The thing is, you treat it like a business. Is that showing an NFL team that man is he going to be there for the big game? Oh, I've got a little bit of I got a little bit of a stump toe. What if he's going into free agency years? Is he going to hold out of this game? I don't think that's anything new for the NFL, though. Uh, I love Michael Thomas. You know, great college memories. But let's be real: since he signed his biggest, you know, second contract, he's been injured. Yeah, he has looked for opportunity to have a seat. And, and it, it's going to happen. It comes down to who you Albert are as a man. Yeah. And, and, and I get it. Yeah, he quit on Washington. I get it. They've been Stop. dealing with this. At the bank. But but at the same time, if I'm if I'm an NFL team and I'm looking at 
I got player A, player B. Yeah. Player A has decided that I'm a team player and I'm going to play and I'm going to show you what I'm worth. And I got player B who's like, yeah, well, this ain't really going to mean anything. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Show I, me your guts. I think the same thing, but it's so often not going to work out that way because player A and player B are going to agree. Like they're going to say, yeah, I'm not, I'm not putting myself out there. A lot of the, the talking heads on television say the same thing. They're really hard on the people that criticize sitting out. I, th- I think the answer is somewhere in the middle. Like, please be here for us. You know, we supposedly are building toward this bowl game. This is supposedly our goal. Like, that Orange Bowl, in theory, is supposed to mean more to us than the Alabama win, right? That this is why sure, we want, right. this is right. why we bothered to do it's that. It's to cap the, the end of that great season. But that's right. only in theory. In actuality, that's not the truth. That Alabama win will be remembered for 20 years. We're not going to talk about beating Dabo Swinney and Clemson in that Orange Bowl yeah, with their backup will. quarterback. Yeah, there, will, there will be some. I will. Right. I will, because I'm the only one to pick them. Get the fuck out of and this here. Man, this, this, and this man to my right, so eloquently put, you're not going to convince me that you meant to do that. I was like, yes, I did. No, you and did I wagered 22 points on it. You I was can't. very confident. What the fuck does that even mean, Jason? <laughs> that man said you can't oh, convince yeah. me that you meant to do that. Yes, I did. You think you was, you was listen, listen, wrote Clemson. When I was like, did you write it down? You tried to make I wrote it, it down, and I wagered 22 points on it, and I knew everybody was sitting out, because at that point, Henry Hooker had already blown I, his ACL. I, I, I knew that Hyatt was sitting out, because that's why they looked at me crazy. You didn't like, know Jeremy Banks they was, was sitting well, out. Well, Jeremy Banks, I did not know about it, and I'll give you that. But I knew that Cedric Tillman wasn't going to be there, and I knew the Hyatt wasn't going to be there. But my exact words to you and everybody on this fine program was, Joe Milton's going to do just enough to beat Clemson. And I said that, and it's on record. It's on this podcast. Yeah, well, you didn't quite call it. He beat him by 17. Uh, he I, I did just, more I than said, enough. I just said Joe Milton's going to do enough to beat Clemson because I just did not think that Clemson – and I'm telling you the deciding factor because Cade Klubnick is a dude. You know, he had a, he had an abysmal outing. But Tennessee's defensive effort against Cade Klubnick, they, they routed his cage. He could not get him to see he – was, he was rambunctious at best. He was all over the field. He couldn't get set. You know what it reminded me he of is what we did going. to Will Levis. Mm-hmm. We came up. We knocked his receivers off of their Speaking routes. Of, I, when I picked Kentucky, I didn't know Will Levis was sitting. Yeah. You know? And, 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 I, and I was, I was like, what? I will shut out Kentucky? What? And you know some bullshit? That cost every one of us a bonus You're point. right. Yes. So, well, no, Will called it. He called Kentucky – for lowest, and oh, rest of us all had Florida. Florida only yeah. scored three, so we were on the right path. You raggedy, you raggedy motherfucker! You. Now I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you something I was really impressed with, um, and it wasn't. I was impressed with the fact that Tennessee, and I, I watched this game at work, so I was watching it in between calls, basically. But I, I was impressed with the fact that Tennessee was getting in the backfield. They were disrupting the quarterback a lot. Yeah, and I I noticed in the first quarter. I was looking at the back of, of uh, Clemson's quarterback's jersey. I can't remember that guy's Klubnick. name. Klubnick. 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 Yeah. yeah. That's right. They kept showing his parents. Yeah. God dang. Mm-hmm. I know why they kept showing his parents, because they were sitting up there wondering. You know why? Because it wouldn't shit up the field. Is he going to walk off the field? <laughs> <laughs> he going to be all right? Yeah, because they was killing that young man. The, 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 the damn toughest man in America that night. Was Cade Klubnick. Was Cade Klubnick. They were beating him to death. They They did. Hey, he was the equivalent the of Tennessee's Tyler Worley a few years yes, back. Yes, Lord. Well, hit man took a beat. They, <laughs> he, he did. Never had a chance. No. I was in, I was impressed with the way Tennessee handled him. I was, you know, it, it makes me wonder though if if they convert those three field goals that they missed, 
how how different that game looks. It's nine points, man, and I'm telling you, you that that demoralizes the team more than you realize. It and, does. And a lot of people say, "Oh, that's nine points." No, that could have affected them way worse. Because it's not you, just nine. If you've points. got a team and your offense is clicking on all cylinders and they drive all the way down there just so they do to miss a kick, that means every time they get the ball, right. they are going to score. Right. Whether it's three or six or seven, they're scoring. You got to look at it. By the time they miss that second kick, the offense is like, "Man, I'm tired of this fucking shit. This some bitch is going to keep missing the kick." I'm telling you, man, yeah. the people don't realize how much emotions play in these big games. And so do I think Tennessee was that much better than Clemson? No. But did I think Tennessee was going to win this game? I did. I really did. And I put and I put a, 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 a nice size gamble on it in our pick'em. And, and and I didn't I didn't get in on your pick'em. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, if I was going to have to pick between the two, that's one I wanted. About halfway through win. it, you know, I did about a middle wager because we had we had forty one right, and I and I wagered twenty because we didn't. Well, we didn't pick. We Mississippi left out State. Mississippi State, but I did. But I did wager twenty two points on that game, which is a which is a decent sized wager for that gamble because every because because Tennessee was an underdog uh, in that yeah. game. And I said, no, they're going to beat Clemson. Because I, I just – I knew when Dab. – I'm going to tell you what my deciding factor was. When Dabo disrespected Tennessee the way he did uh, and, and the way I've seen I, those kids play this year, I was like, oh, they're going to beat the fuck out of Clemson. I, I don't know that he disrespected him as much as he he actually spoke the truth. I can't call it the truth. He said that those kids would, would – Going to be flipping burgers. Well, here's the thing. What okay, he, outside, okay. Of the, outside of the flipping but, burgers. But that's just a disrespectful-ass comment. Usually that time of the season, they are flipping burgers, but it don't need to be said by a coach. Yeah, you're right. So That, that part was disrespectful. It was disrespectful. And, the, the, and once the, he disrespected – now, now all's fair in love and war. So, I mean, hey, I get it. I but, love how Rob takes up for it, too. But like, well, that's not that disrespectful. If somebody said that about your son, you'd okay, whip their I, ass. <laughs> no, it, it, it depends on which son we're talking about. <laughs> no. I, but, but, yeah, they, you, what you do not do is give an underdog fire. You do not like to fire for an underdog. No. Because everybody had already written them off. When, when Hen and Hooker went down, everybody had written Tennessee off. And then you've got Brew McCoy. You've got Squirrel White. And the first thing they're thinking is, yeah, we're not Hyatt and Tillman. But we're damn good too, and Milton's like, "Yeah, I'm not Hooker, but I can get the job done too." Right. And then they go into that game with that fire, the, 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 and I'm telling you, and the, and the result was a one sided game. And, and and I guess what I'm referring to when I talk about the disrespect, the yeah. biggest the biggest comment that I heard out of all this, the flipping burgers comment, I, I guess just passed me by. No, I remember. But but the part where he talked about Alabama or uh, Tennessee, he was like, "They're not built to stop anybody, right? Defensively." Defensively, they're not they built to stop anybody. They disrupted Clemson's entire fucking game plan. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and, and that motivated them, I'm yeah. sure. But that wasn't di- what he said was not disrespectful. If you look at everything they had done in the season, right. that was facts. They but were built have, to score points and score a bunch. They, where are, they didn't have to rely on a defense. But the and, SEC this year was was a was a dominant force as usual. There wasn't an offense in the S- There wasn't an offense in the SEC that wasn't capable of scoring good points. I, I mean, feel just, like everybody was, was capable. I also feel like this was a bigger, big feather in the cap for the players, no doubt. Oh, this yeah. was a bigger feather for Heupel beating Sweeney oh, than yeah. anything. Oh, yeah. Because Sweeney should have known how to get those kids prepared and have them ready to play that He's game. He's a national K-Club championship winning coach. Exactly. He's a national championship winning coach. Multi-national championship He's been coach. there. This, yes. this, there's no way in hell this game was too well, big for him. The best anything, way to describe anything, Sweeney is to say the truth. He is the closest thing we've seen to rivaling Saban because he has enough. multiple Saban wins in title games. What I'm going to tell you is this. I think people give Sweeney too much credit, and I've been saying this. I think because so I'm too. telling you right now, anybody in a fucking America, a fucking America, a could fucking have won America. with Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson. 
You cannot tell and me. Tosh Boyd. Tosh and Boyd Tosh Boyd was bad. a fucking baller. You cannot tell me that they could not win with those fucking players. Mm-hmm. So I don't give I don't give him that credit. What I give him the credit is when he brings up a Cade Klubnik that nobody's heard of, ain't been on nobody's radar, and he wins with him. Cause because Lawrence was the number one quarterback of that of that, you know, of that class. And he absolutely lived up to the hype. Sure. Absolutely. As good as he was, that was expected. Right. Yeah. And so so all he did was take a guy that was supposed to be fucking phenomenal, and he was fucking phenomenal, and he built pieces around. Now, don't get me wrong. You still have to recruit and get the guys. But you cannot convince me that that coach was the reason they won those games. Because just like Billy Seals said, you can coach, you can drop all the X's and O's you want, you still got to have the dudes. And, and he absolutely had the dudes. He absolutely had the dudes. So I don't give Sweeney the credit that people give him. I just don't. And and let, let that motherfucker win five years from now with somebody that nobody's ever heard of. That's when I give. That's when I say, you know what? He's built. He's built something over there. Well, that, na- name uh, name a uh, a team that has won a national championship in the last ten years that has won a championship like that. You're talking about with with what? Just a guy that just nobody's yeah. ever heard of? Cardell yeah. Jones. Absolutely. I gonna say third string <laughs> Ohio State 2014. Um, I can tell you what happened because we we put it, we put him out. You did. Um, you brought him in. But, we we brought in twelve gauge. We're, and we're, we're just like, oh. yeah, we're going to win. That motherfucker threw a strike immediately. Nope, nope. Immediately, and nope. then, and then you know what? We had deja vu around what seventeen, twenty seventeen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with uh, Dwayne Haskins. Yep. Same fucking scenario. Same fucking quarterback. JT Barrett, because that's how much was our twelve years. He was not there. JT, 12 he was twelve years. fucking years. But JT I, Barrett, he goes down. And Dwayne Haskins comes in and the very fucking first play throws a fucking strike. And I'm like, God damn it, he's better. Why the fuck is he on the bench? He was absolutely better than, than but, JT Barrett. But, but what I'm getting at, you, you name two. Yeah. It, it don't happen very often. It That's doesn't. That's my point. It doesn't. That's my point. Right. It doesn't. And, but and, if you got the number one overall quarterback, it's expected to take that kid and yeah. develop him and win with him with a program that he's built at Clemson. Yeah. It is. Which which makes Sonny Tox look so much because better. Because Kelly right Bryant, yes. let's be honest, Kelly Bryant was that was in between those two guys. Kelly Bryant was as, as DJ Uyunga Lele as as they come. He was he was decent enough to win them games in the ACC, but he was never going to get them there. Where did DJ Kelly go? Bryant is the same thing. Kelly Bryant he went to uh, uh DJ? Yeah. He went to um uh, oh, that West. Uh Oregon State. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. beaver. He's a beaver. He That's went right. to be a big beaver. Because right. so, his brother went to Oregon, I think. Mm. I think his brother signed with Oregon. Yeah, he uh, he went he went out west. He's a linebacker. But That's Kelly Bryant was in between those two. And Kelly Bryant was – now, he was a good football player. I can't – listen, I can't – He was. I cannot knock this kid. He was a good football player. He wasn't no Deshaun but Watson. But he was no Deshaun Watson, and he was asked to be a Deshaun Watson. I bet he and took peaceful massages. Because he, 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 maybe he did, because he did go to Missouri. Misery, but, <laughs> misery, <laughs> misery. But so, the funniest thing that I thought that came out of the what even what even during the game, um, Kansas State wins the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Did you see their their athletic director's quote? Oh. What did we get for a win? Oh in yeah, the Big Twelve I pissed off Alabama. I pissed off Alabama and a oh, Nick yeah. Saban in the Sugar Bowl. And, you know, when I first watched that game, the first couple of series I was watching, I was like, man, this is getting a little they're, they're flat. It's yeah. playing flat. And then I don't know what happened. And to be fair, I don't care if they won the Big 12 or not. They were not the best team in the Big 12. They're no, probably TCU, the fourth or fifth best TCU team. was clearly the best team in the Big 12. They just got lucky on certain days and one yeah. certain – yeah. But talking about the TCU-Michigan game, I, yeah. honestly, I got no dog in that race. Right. I, I – 
I was you know, shocked. We I laid was, the fuck down, dude. When that game started, it was twenty-one to said, three. Oh my god! It was twenty-one to three in a fucking hurry, and I was just sitting there looking at the screen like, "What the fuck?" No one just saw it happened? coming. Yeah, no it got ugly it. fast. Yes, I don't it care. Did. Even if Adam did pick TCU, he didn't. He didn't know that was coming. No. He, he, he did not know it was coming that fast. But I'm telling you, I looked up. It was twenty-one to three, and I was like, "What the fuck?" But that was right when they called the touchdown back because it was fourteen to three. And they called it Roman Wilson touchdown back. That makes it ten. To, that makes it ten to fourteen. These guys got a different fight. I'm telling you, those things matter, man. But they, um, they absolutely do. But dude, uh, but, but still, but, but that, fumble, down, yeah. that fumble, that fumble, you stupid. should be able to win, punch but no, that that's in. not the worst part. That's not the worst part. The worst part is to drive the entire fucking field, and instead of doing Seven the brand plays. of football you've done all fucking year long, you do a fucking end around with Colston Loveland and get him to throw the fucking ball. A freshman tight end, you want your freshman tight end to throw the ball. Hey, let's get cute fucking right here. Stupid. I don't like yeah. several so, portions. So when of I it. tell you, there's a whole lot about this game I don't like. There's a whole lot, but the but the worst part is that your quarterback spots the other team fourteen fucking points. You well, tell me first this: drive killed you how mad are you about the play it. calling? <laughs> I'm not. Well, here's the thing: are I'm you mad, mad enough? I'm mad about one play. Okay. The play calling in general was was par for the course. I'm not really mad about the play calling. I'm mad about that one play because between that and between that that touchdown getting called back and then the fucking fumble, we had no fucking chance, man. And then and then you give two pick sixes on top of that, and to only lose by six points after out of all of that tells you we were the better team. So I'm not entertaining anybody saying that Michigan didn't deserve to be there because because everything before this game was said that the only way Michigan loses is if they beat themselves and Michigan absolutely beat I themselves. am of the opinion all that four TCU was be better yeah, than all you all four teams deserve to be there I but think TCU was better than you at one position quarterback quarterback, quarterback. yeah yes. quarterback yeah cuz cuz Max Duggan didn't make those mistakes he didn't and and here's the thing JJ McCarthy is a younger version of Max Duggan he can get loose on you but he still got a lot of growing to do mentally and it showed he made those mental mistakes in this game I love so, the way I think it was a a post that he threw just flat enough with just the right amount of arch. And uh, it was uh, one of his first touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Beautiful toss. He got busy, man. He tore ass up, man. Oh, he threw and, some and beautiful passes. He uh, he avoided a couple of sacks. Like, yeah. dude, you got some talent there, but Max Duggan, yeah, he's a dude. he made you think, do we need to recount this Heisman vote? He's a dude. Max Duggan's a dude. Oh, I'm he, telling you right now. He carried that team. I didn't see nothing of Caleb Williams where he should have won even over Stroud. And I hate I hate Ohio State. Uh, I'm being, telling you right now, I, I hate Ohio State. Am I being Can I say too, again, too rough on Caleb Williams? I like, hate Ohio State, but Caleb, I, but Caleb Williams absolutely did not deserve that fucking Heisman. He should have been third at best. Well, I'm screaming. And I'm not giving him fucking third because I'm giving Hooker the Heisman. I wouldn't have had Williams in minute. my conversation, but often Caleb Williams. <laughs> too often, I wouldn't have the Heisman winner in my conversation. Last year's uh, too. Last year's Heisman winner to me would have been <laughs> Matt Corral. Like I thought that he made more plays. I thought that he carried a team. Like Some, uh, I feel like the Heisman doesn't have any value anymore. It's a. It's not the award it once was, and that's the thing. Because Caleb Williams, if you look at it, it, it's supposed to go to the best player, not the best player on the best team. Well, I think he's the best prospect. Like looking at he his might be body, the best pro prospect. He can hold up to the pro game. But he made some nice throws. There's but three quarterbacks in college football right now better than him. At least, at least, and that's my, and that's my personal opinion. I know you give me you, a look. You talking? That's Stroud, my personal opinion. I'm talking about Stroud, Stroud Hooker, Hooker, and Max Duggan. I think Duggan. Yes. I'm telling you right now. I'm giving. I'm, I'm taking all three of those. Above Caleb Williams. I don't know about their rankings, but Pro Football Focus grades for the CFP final quarterbacks had Stetson Bennett at 64.5 in fourth. Yeah. Third, they had J.J. McCarthy at 68.1. 
Second, they had Max Duggan at 69.9. And then they had C.J. Stroud at one with 91.2. Yeah, not even close. C.J. Stroud is a dude. And and when I tell you, uh, and it was I kind of feel bad for Georgia. the kid. They said Georgia was his second. Right. When he was making his college selection, Georgia was the second it one. Was, yeah. yeah, his second pick. It's kind of it's kind of you know disheartening because there's you, when you have a kid who accomplishes so much but so little at the same time. Yep. It's like it's like statistically he's a fucking phenom. Yep. But he has no accolades to show it. Oh, that's just like that year that we had Haskins, but, but Burrow's numbers were so fucking outrageous. Well, is that not common though in college? We see a guy that has outrageous numbers and yeah. no accolades. I mean, he's that's, a damn that's common. Of, every, he's a Damarino of college football. Well, every yeah. conference will have one or two. Yeah. Like it's, uh, especially with it being a numbers game now, like yeah. uh, I thought Tennessee had several over the past decade, a 500 team, big numbers. Uh, what was the kid's name out of Missouri that just washed out in Denver and went to Seattle? Um, you yeah. and I and McCann used to argue about him in Poland. Uh Missouri quarterback, Drew Locke. Uh, Drew Locke. Drew Locke yeah. I thought Drew Locke was a great pro prospect. I mean, he started a few games. You know, people thought Zach Jones was a good pro prospect, too. And you see how that's ended up. That kept Who? Trash. Exactly. Zach Jones. Jones. What the fuck you talking about? Who's man? that? He, no, not Zach Jones. Zach. Um, Zach's a loyal listener of the show. Zach. No, I'm talking about <laughs> Zach Jones. Zach Jones, I am so sorry. We appreciate you. I'm talking you. about Zach. the kid from BYU. Oh, you're, you're talking, talking about, about Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Wilson. Sorry, Zach Jones. Yeah, Zach Wilson, he's fucking trash. Well, let's be real. Mormons are stuffy. <laughs> you know, you know why though? Fuck he won't have a drink. pussy. He won't That's have. A, no, no. Zach Jones will fuck your mom or Zach Wilson. Excuse I'm me. Sure Zach, he Jones, Jones, Zach Jones. Zach Jones. You stay away from my mother. You hear me? We gotta get the fuck. Do you hear me? No, no, no. We gonna get somebody fucking. You stay away from my mother. I firmly believe Zach Jones would fuck my mother. God dang it! One long and all. Mama. Oh, I'm glad Mama doesn't listen. But yeah, coming off that TCU game for the next week, my motto is going to be, we heard Coach Seal said earlier about one of his players, you know, he said, he's got that dog in him. Yeah. Mind you, he's got that frog in him. Got that frog in him. Dude, if you don't run with that. Yes. We need t-shirts for that, Adam. I'm all TCU. Now I'm all for the underdog, man. Give me TCU, man. I want TCU to blow this thing open. I want that because Sonny Dykes deserves it. I definitely feel like if we had made it past Georgia, we could have beat it. Yeah, but Max Duggan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If Ohio State wins that game. And it has no bearing on our bets, right? Because Ohio State don't beat themselves. No, national title game didn't factor into nothing we had. Okay. Yeah, Ohio State doesn't beat themselves. You know, they don't. And so I don't think I don't think they lose that game. You know, it, as an SEC guy, and I'm I'm sure Will same. You want the SEC to win, right? I get it. But I am, I'm pulling for am, Ohio State. What I the fuck am, does that tell you? I am conflicted because that's me. That's me. I, I'm made, like, I man, lose by hundred. I would love to see TCU. <laughs> I would love to t- see TCU win this thing I just would. because they've earned it. Well, well, the, Duggan, the purity of football says you would like to see the underdog win. And me yeah, and you in right, the SEC, yeah. do we really want to see another team jump up, start winning multiple championships, and start a start a dynasty that can't be stopped? I, no. I don't know if TCU's that program. No. They, no. no. I'm referring talking to about Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, talking about Georgia. Okay. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm just saying, if TCU is to win this, they're not. They're not. There's not going to be a dynasty. It's I'm a not worried about Sunny Dykes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would feel very good with Tennessee playing TCU right now. Yes. Yeah. I yes. don't ever want to see this 100%. Georgia team again. I wish they would take yeah. every one of those big mean sons of bitches and go impressed. somewhere else. I think they're done after this year anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 
I think Georgia's run is over. Well, goddamn, um, we said that last year when they sent 15 people to the NFL. Yeah. Based on what, though? Dude, they're so solid. They every they year they have, have the most five stars. Every the year they have a back you can't get on the ground. They've got linebackers. Kirby got, Smart coached at Alabama, and he took fucking notes. It's showing. Dude, their secondary does not miss tackles, and that's with you guys at Ohio State. When you catch the ball, yes. you're stopping right there. But look you who better make coach, the catch because that's the co- end of look it. Look who their coach is, though. He's one of the best defensive coaches. Sturby Cart? Yeah. <laughs> Sturby Cart. One of the best Kirby defensive coaches. Kirby Spart? <laughs> that guy. That guy. Yeah, he's one of the best defensive coaches ever. Burley Fart? Yeah. Burley <laughs> Fart. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so conflicted about watching well, I'm sure game. you are. Because right, yeah. I'm, I'm like, man, the, like you said, the purest football guy. Yeah. Man, man TCU You want to see TCU is, win. The magical right. season. They're, they're the – the Murray Cin- State of the Cinderella. Of They're the yeah. Cinderella. You want to see him go far. You want to see Burley him Burley Tart. <laughs> <laughs> He's still fucking going. Jesus. Listen. Good Lord. Y'all have postponed this long enough. Who the fuck's wearing a dress? Have we talked about Tennessee's bowl game? No. Who the fuck's wearing a dress? Yeah, let's do this. Come on. It's right, been let time. Me go I've, I've had paperwork. to fucking Y'all wait. On for a what the fuck? You don't have the shit. I've had to wait. I'll he was down old. here first. I didn't want nobody stealing the shit when I wasn't in here looking at it. Oh, because I bet you would have. I'd have made it. Ain't nobody going to look at your shit. You know what? Yes, Actually, I Adam. Yeah, I if Adam yes, was I here, I think. Oh, yes, you I would? Yes, I would have. You know what I just saw come out? What's that? First sergeant come out in him. Yeah. You hide that shit because you know what the hell everybody knows. He knew it was coming. Cause I, I ain't gonna, this shit because them motherfuckers is going to be disrespectful. I ain't going to lie. I ain't got a dog in this race, and I would have damn looked over there and tried so to we're really? So we're, gonna, so Brother, we're going to, to As bring an E7, back. I would wear the dress twice before I would look at his shit. Yeah. Like, I would feel like a, a dirty pervert looking into a window. Well, call me the dirty Good. pervert because I'd have looked. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, listen, this just ate me a fucking live. And not, not to see if I've won or not, but to see if Adam's lost or not because of a specific fucking message he sent me, and I want to ram it down his fucking throat. Like, if his throat's closed up just a little bit, I want to take dick, and I want to open it clean up. And I hope you hear this, Adam Daniel. I hope you hear this. I want to open his throat wide open. And then close it? And then close it with the same Fa- fucking Fa- stroke. Fabian, Fabian done turned that chocolate cheese wheel into Roto-Rooter. <laughs> well here's i was looking at the numbers and i uh i don't have everybody's sheets but i've got what they've sent me you know we've looked here and there at where we're standing jason had the best record against the spread and the worst overall pick em record yeah and it was winning. That's crazy. Everybody was Dude, winning. these was, I'm winning. telling you, this thing we've got where you base uh, base point your scale. points on confidence, yeah. it's a really it's unique thing. Yeah, it's we can animal. do something Honest, with that. Honestly, I was listening to the podcast where you were talking about the confidence points and all that stuff, and I was listening to it, and I'm sitting there going, geez, I need a damn calculus degree just to figure out how they're going to do this. It's, oh, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's, it is. It's interesting. It's I, not I, hard I, to calculate either. It's basic enough math, but when yeah. you think about it, you take – I got to see it on paper. It's it's crazy yeah. because what you is, you've got, you've got 40 – we had 41 bowl teams. Right. And what it is, you just take that, that as, a, as a order of conference. So if, so if your number one pick was Georgia versus Ohio State, then you have to base how confident you are that Georgia is going to beat Ohio State. If your pick is Georgia – how confident are you? Are you 40 points confident or are you two points confident? And you wager those points based on the confidence you are right. of your picks. And that makes a, it's a so whole other fucking So in theory, dive. you could so, pick more wins than everybody else and Which lose. happened last year because Adam had more correct picks than me. But I, but <laughs> the way I done my, my wagering, <laughs> I ended up winning. On accident. Oh, <laughs> but we, we, didn't get a, we didn't get a chance to talk about Mississippi State. 
Right. Oh, and and, and, and we can and that win and that win that they come out with that, that was a beautiful thing. And I and I don't think Brett Bellamo was upset about that. He didn't like no. he was upset. There, there's a couple of things out of that game. First of all, Neil Price, who's from right here in Morris Sound, right. is the voice of Mississippi State football. I remember Neil. And, and um, I, I listened to his broadcast yeah. while I watched the TV because uh, hey, I, I listen. You're to a Neil. broadcast guy, yeah. I'm broadcast guy. I want to hear. I want to hear my friend Neil. All right. And. Um, he made he he made a comment in the first half about he couldn't sleep the night before and he had had premonitions dreams about Cal State and Stanford and the band on the field and all that crap and I'm I'm I heard that and I'm like oh wow that's that's you know in a game where nobody is is scoring in the first half this has got to be pretty tense and then you watch the end of that game and you're watching the lateral and I'm going oh my god. Oh, oh, Lord! This is not going to happen. This is not going to happen. Which game? The Mississippi State, State okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. To Illinois game. Yeah. And and they they end up picking up the 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 fumbled lateral mm-hmm. and taking it. I was like, oh wow, mm-hmm. you know, this one's for the that, pirate. Uh, uh, of all the bowl Arr. games that were played, and I, and don't get me wrong, I wanted to watch my my Crimson Tide play. Right. I really wanted to watch the Mississippi State game because let's just face it. Yes. There is nobody in college football that has had one negative thing to say about Mike Leach. About Mike Leach. Outside of Craig and Adam James. Yeah, well. Who? Screw you. Are you not familiar? No. Uh, yeah, his his what uh, they say? Uh, Craig James's son played for him at Texas Tech. Oh, okay, yep, yeah, yep. It's like, I got he got you. his. He, he was on uh-huh. the one, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. But it's Craig James, so fuck psh, you. Yes, yeah, I'm pussy apparently. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, at the same time, you know, watching that game and then you know how cool. I mean, how you couldn't have scripted a better bowl appearance. They they show up in 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 Tampa. Uh, and they play in a stadium with a pirate ship. Yeah. And, and yeah, you couldn't have wrote it. Come back. out in the air raid no. for the very first time. Dude, if one of y'all wants his Geronimo book, I've got it. Get this book and read it. I'm telling you, you'll be stunned at how interesting it is. The dude, everything about him is interesting. Yeah, he, interesting guy, smart guy. And I was just so happy to watch, you know, Mississippi State play through all that. And you could tell. Watching real Will Rogers in his interview after that man, dude yeah. was choked up the whole oh, time. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, uh, I could care less what happens ne- next Monday. Right, I could Absolutely. care less what happens on January 9th. Right. Just to watch Mississippi State come through all of that and do what they did, um, and 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 honor Coach Leach like that. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. Another thing that was interesting about that game to me, Illinois. That's the second bowl game that they've played in where they've they've been the um, we don't want you to win this and if you don't win this ball game we're really not going to pick on you right because uh, Coach Bryant's last game was played against Illinois in the Liberty Bowl in Memphis. Yeah, how many people wanted Illinois to win that game? It's yeah. kind of like Coach K's last game. Yeah, you know, sure, and he bookended. His career with losses to UNC, yeah, yeah, and that was crazy. But and also, but, also shout out to, to Texas Tech; they won their game too. Okay, yeah, that was that was nice. Yeah, they're yeah. the ones that come out in that air raid formation to honor Mike Leach at the beginning of the took game. It, took a delay even game, though delay game, another team, even though they you know, fired him unreasonably. They did, but they no. did. Yeah, but the only uh, team blamed down was Washington State. But anyway, I, go ahead. I, yeah, I just thought that was it was 
it was crazy that Illinois has been involved in two games like that where they ain't a soul in this country wanted them to win. And I don't even think they're they're I don't even think their fan base is like, y'all really don't need to win this right. game. Just, just, just take a day. Yeah, there, there's, take a day there's off. bigger games, guys. Let's yeah, move let's, on. Let's, 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 yeah. Anyway, we've given Jason enough time to go up. Because I, I really want to see this. I want to I want to see who's wearing the dress. I'm taking pictures when I find it, too. I hope you do, man. We need to, we need to make an event of this. Yeah, we do. I, I feel like I'm part of this podcast anyway, even though I'm a part-timer. Um. Kind of like Jason was during the East High broadcast season. Yeah. Fact. <laughs> Fact. Hey. As soon as I figure out some technicalities here. Uh-oh. I'm fucking looking right. It ain't loading. Well. This fuck, as Adam would say, my Taco Bell internet. <laughs> Taco Bell internet. Damn, he's hard on your shit, too, man. We ask a lot of your inter- internet. Hey, we, we, we keep piling your, on. Like, why are you struggling? internet through it, boy. I'm ready to tell you. But we, we kept hearing about some of the losses that uh, the SEC took in, uh, in, in bowl games this year. But one of the things that stuck out, three teams, and, and I saw this, this tweet, three teams that didn't even play in the SEC championship game. Beat the ACC, Big 12, and Pac-12 champion by a combined score, oh, five to six. Oh, people's mad about it, too. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you something else. Now, maybe you, you two Big Ten guys can tell me this. I've had another Big Ten guy talk to me about the SEC's Cupcake Week, the week before Rivalry oh, Week. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't see a thing wrong with that because they'll so, play three non-conference games in the beginning and they jump right into the meat of their schedule. We all play the same amount of and, non-conference and, and they reserve games. The, it don't and matter when And the I think it's play. genius because you give your kids a, a, a week off before the hard. It's basically know. a rest week. Right. I even had a Big Ten guy, uh, and I won't mention his name, I had a Big Ten guy tell me, so, well, Coach Saban is a genius for scheduling it that way. Well, let me tell you something. That schedule was laid out like that before Coach yeah, Saban arrived in the SEC at LSU. Those are made like yeah, 20 years in goes. advance. Well, not that far. But, they, but they've I mean, always traditionally yeah. played. A, they, matter of fact, if you watch the SEC Network, they call it Cupcake Week. <laughs> it's it's a fact. They do. But I, I wanted your all's opinion on it because I'm like, I'm getting, I'm catching hell for it. I'm like, dude, what what is what is wrong with that? Yeah. Why are you mad? It's there's nothing wrong with it because, like I said, there's still the fourth non-conference game of the week. It don't matter if you play it here or here; it doesn't matter. It just it just so happened, just so happened, as an Ohio State fan. So I said, "Who did you play before you played Michigan?" I think it was Indiana. And Indiana, that juggernaut of a football team. It was Indiana, wasn't it? Yeah, I appreciate sure. it. Conference game. You can't do nothing about conference game. Well, here's the Indiana. thing. I know, but what I'm getting at is it's, it's still Indiana. They're that's, still in your con- – come on. But that's almost Rob. like a non-conference cupcake game. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, give me your opinion on this. We played Maryland. Thank if you, you play – Oh, yeah, y'all had a scare. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Was that you guys? I know you guys had a scare with Maryland. I didn't think they did. No, we had a, we, we had a first-half scare against Maryland. Our only scare come against Illinois. Yeah, we oh, won okay. that with 43-30. So, yeah. Rob. If you play a real, if you play a real SEC schedule, or if you really have a good year in the Big Ten and play the top half of the Big Ten, is there any real need to have a non-conference scare? Like, do you really need to schedule somebody out of conference? I have seen Tennessee play too many years where we played Alabama, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, and I just say, you know, that's more than enough. And then we throw in some well, whodunit from out west. And I'm like, it's not necessary. You don't need to travel out there. You've played enough teams 
They're all bowl eligible. Most of them are in the playoff conversation for three quarters of the year. It's not necessary. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it, you know, how they schedule it is call it genius. Um, but it's been genius for at least 30 years. It's always been something that I've seen and I've thought, damn, that would work well. I can see why they do that. Yeah, but uh, it's not it's not anything recent. No. It's not anything since, you know, 2007. It's not well, anything. It's smart. You don't want been, your guys roughing themselves up the week before they go against one of their hardest matchups. It's 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 genius. Well, it's now, smart. now let's just say, let's just back up, you know, Tennessee's rivalry week game is Vandy. Used to be. I don't think they play Vandy at the end of the year every yeah, year they now. Do. do they still play? Uh, it's one of the last few. Uh, it might I, vary. I kind of it alternates between to, Kentucky, and be Kentucky and Vanderbilt. Right, yeah. yeah. But still, and it was it was Kentucky when Kentucky was Kentucky. Before they taught kids to dribble hey, hey, hey. basketball. Uh, before that, they had a stoop coaching. On yeah, that description, before, before I would put something about the dress. Football. On that description, if you can, I'd put something about the dress. Okay. And the loser wears. Yeah, last place. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Loser. Last palace. The last palace. I, I don't care what palace. I'll take any of them. So, my question is if it's Adam, does he have to shave his legs? He said he would shave his beard. He said, no. He said he was going to go all out. No. He said he going to shave everything. Oh, oh no. If it's me, I'm not shaving the beard. I'm not no. shaving for this shit. No, I shave for drill. That's it. I don't shave for nothing else. Yeah. yeah. I work at a job where I can't have a beard. Sucks. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. I could have a one of those 1970s porn stashes. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought about doing a stash, but it just feels too sexual, you know? I don't want to carry that raw sexual energy do, with me into the workplace. I do I do not want to be... <laughs> Jesus I don't. I don't want to be... Labeled in the same category as Ron Jeremy. Don't want to be confused with him either. Well, why I'll not? Tell you right now you probably ain't got the dick he's got, so we don't have to worry about that. How do you know? Uh, well, I don't, but uh, there's not many people that have the <laughs> dick he's saying. got. I'll, so I'll make no assumptions. I don't know that either. There's not many people that have that dick. Do you remember <laughs> so, that time we went to the same orgy, Rob? Yeah, I think I missed that one. Yeah, me too. So <laughs> I don't know. I make no assumptions. Yeah. All right, we are live. Oh, Lord. God. And now. We are going to make the announcement for the bowl <laughs> season pick em. Let's go. And can I just go ahead and say, if you win, we're happy for you. But it's not about who wins. No, it's this is all about who, who loses. This is all about the, <laughs> the guys. Loser. The guys actually got a little upset and perturbed with me because the last day I would not let them know the results. And I'm the last still, three bowl. I've given them updates all throughout bowl season, but the last day, last three games, I said no. You're all going to get it at the same time. Yeah, there was a lot of guys that was I, messaging me last night saying, "So who won? Who lost?" As a cow, I don't even fucking know. I can't tell you. <laughs> so yeah. I just got to tune into the show. So, all right. So, <laughs> and Tommy Dalton, the first one to comment, <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen. <laughs> Hello. He's obviously been drinking. Thomas. Oh, hey, Thomas. Hey, get on there, Tommy. Dude, you still ain't hollered back at me on the book after you deleted me. Man blocked every one of them. He's, Tommy, where you been? He truly said, fuck you and the four closest people to you. I don't even know why you don't like me no more. I still talk about Tommy. All right. Thomas. Give you a little bit of background on how the picks played out. 
On straight up picks, Fabian went 24 of 16, Adam went 23 of 17, Bill went 21 of 19, and I went 20 of 20 in straight up picks. Against the spread, I went 16 of 14, Fabian went 14 of 16, Adam went 11 of 19, and Bill went 10 of 20. Oh, no. In bonuses, and Tommy's laughing at us. <laughs> okay. Uh, bonuses. Fabian went 13 of 12, 13 and 12. Adam went 13 and 12. Bill went 12 and 13. And I went 11 and 14. All right. Oh, now, no. it's too close, man. I'm oh, nervous. Oh, boy. I tell you. The. Uh, let me. Shit. Trying to find. 19 points separated third and fourth place. 31 points separated second and last place. I don't know what I'm eating. So, I will start with third place, Bill, with 565 points. Yes! Adam, Adam, can you see the screen? The Boosie! Can you see this, Adam Green? <laughs> Please continue, but I'm going to hold in, up. In second place was myself with 577 points. <laughs> and then in first place was Fabian Goins. That's right. Oh, with 652 points. That's all right. you do is win. That's all I do. Beat me out by 75. Damn. Which that leaves... Adam Green Adam in fourth Daniel. place with 546 <laughs> points. Do you know why this is especially special for me? Why is that, my friend? Because I, I have a, I have a, a something that this man said to me a couple of weeks ago because I was in last place. And it hurt my heart hey, quite, quite a bit. Let me go ahead and give you all a little insight going into this last day and why I was not going to update y'all. If Tulane... And uh, Penn State won. Penn State mm-hmm. had not have won, and those games had went to USC and uh, Utah. Yeah, Bill would have finished second. Adam would have finished third, and, finished- and I would have been dead last. No fucking way! How yeah. would you have been last? Yeah. Because they wagered more points yeah. than oh I did on those games. I had every bit of my points. So, so on you was especially so for Penn State. them to lose. Can yeah, I so tell was, you, yeah. this is the first time I've rooted for Michigan in years, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. But I'm, I'm going to read to y'all something on, on Facebook Live as to why this is especially great for me. <laughs> and, and Tommy Hahn has, a, has an amazing question. <laughs> Gotta win because Michigan's trying. Hey, you leave me alone. <laughs> So Adam said, while you and Will are down there worried about who ain't going to lose and that loser mentality party, Jason and I are fighting it out for the championship. My only reply was for now, four quarters, fellas. Adam, whatever hype you need, dog, you're going to look real cute in a dress. I'm going to slap that ass when we walk into the table. (laughs) Well, guess what, Adam? I'm slapping your ass when you walk into the table, okay? And I'm going to make sure you got some pretty nice lipstick on to match. Hey, I'm thinking. I'm thinking for real. I'm gonna escort Adam, although he's a lady for the evening. I'm gonna offer him an arm. I'm gonna pull out. His, <laughs> hey, don't don't be that way. Respect this lady. I'm gonna pull out his chair. Best thing, man, the only Listen. thing that make us any better is if you two drove up in a Subaru 
You'd look just like. Never mind. I, what time? We need to figure out where he's we need to cut be, that out. He's going to be the ugliest <laughs> the, lady in the For the, the sake of some play on fact. words, uh, we're going to drive up in a probe, Adam and I. <laughs> <laughs> Damn Ford probe. I'm going to come around and open his door, and he's going to struggle on a pair of heels into the door of wherever we go. Oh, yeah. Hey. Tommy Hans says, man, y'all better not put that man in a dress. 2023. Well, listen, to be listen, listen at 2023, image. that's more accepting than what it ever was. Yeah, he's lucky so it's 2023. He's lucky it's now this. instead of 1985. Now's the time, my in friend. In 1985, it might have been real rough. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, yep. so I hope Adam Green is watching this, and, I, and I'm here to tell you, I hope like hell he's watching this, because I got a few things to say for him. He gave me shit for 365 days about my fluke win and Bo Pickham, and guess what? I played by his rules, and I still spanked this motherfucking mm. ass. Mm. <laughs> oh my, fact, this is two in a row for this you. This is two in a fucking row, and this all I've done is fucking win for three goddamn events right now. Adam, you better not say shit to me other than what kind of lipstick do I want to see on you? <laughs> That's all I'm willing to accept. My friend, all Matter this victory. Fact, I'm renaming year, you in my phone. You're going to be so glow from now on. Fabian Goins <laughs> is the first ever undisputed pick'em champion for the four sportsmen. That's Tom, right. Tommy Hahn said, Adam Moose Knuckle about to be hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt Hilton, who's wearing a dress? Adam Daniel is who's wearing a dress. Yes. Somebody call that man right now and ruin his fucking day. <laughs> He's wearing a damn dress. <laughs> so, oh, I'm happy. Oh, <laughs> we're you know, gonna I try had, that. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna Bluetooth my phone. We're gonna see if we can call him. See if we can get him on here. Yeah, it's late yeah. enough. He's done with his this shit. This didn't work last time we tried it, but we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> give it a shot. Well, we tried it with Thomas <laughs> last did. time. So, you know, it's funny that uh, I, I didn't have anything to do with it. Man, I've been I've been just. Which one of you people gonna be wearing a dress? Right. Well, it was looking real rough for me at first. I ain't gonna lie, cause I was at the bottom for, for about three quarters. Of the I, yeah, I led this thing all the way to this last week, and y'all started having the heavier point wagers yeah. going, and I'd already burnt all mine. And, yeah. the, and to think, Tulane was the deciding factor. Well, just here, no, here's the thing. I only needed either Tulane if or won, State If to Michigan win. had won, it would have been worse for Adam. Yeah. Because he wagered so many points on TCU. So yeah, it could have been worse. Yeah. Mm. Let me. I forgot I've got a new phone, so I got my new iPhone my 14 tells me that I can add a table flip to the message. There are a series of uh, little uh, icons that they put together. What kind of phone did you get? 14 That's Pro. What I got too. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't do the Pro Max. It's just no, not worth it. I got tired of having that big ass phone. Yeah. You All right, know. Now we're gonna give Adam Daniel a try here. We got something going. Hello, Adam Green. Are you? Can you hear me? Yes. All right. I don't know if you are you watching the live. I tried to, but I couldn't hear. Uh, it, it wasn't y'all. It was my surroundings. Can I just? Uh, okay. Well, we're gonna go ahead. I'll give you the rundown here on the points. Welcome to the podcast, Adam. In third place was Bill with five hundred sixty-five points. Will was in third place. Will was in third place, buddy. And then in second, oh shit, in, <laughs> in second place was me with five seventy seven, and Fabian won with six fifty two, buddy. Adam Green, I can't put my arms down. I feel like Ricky Bobby, you fat son of a bitch. <laughs> that leaves you in, in fourth with five hundred forty six points. If you ain't first, man. second, or third, you're, you're wearing a dress. 
Hey, well, hell. Hey, I've got an arm. I'm going to escort you into the restaurant like a true gentleman. Hey, well, it, it came down to that last Because I love you. I needed either Tulane or Penn State to win. And got, now, if they both <laughs> lost, you would have finished second and I would have finished last. <laughs> so thanks to Tulane and Penn State, I finished second and you're wearing a dress. <laughs> Well, I guess I'm wearing a dress. <laughs> it's going to be a great evening on the town. Yes. <laughs> and, and I'm slapping your ass. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Fair bro. enough. Does, does, it, does it not sound like Adam seems too happy to be wearing a dress? <laughs> I think he knew it was Well, that coming. way he ain't got to change at dinner time. <laughs> Either way, all the attention's on me, boys. <laughs> I, th- I think Adam likes it this way. Yep, yep. Everything's right in the world. All right, man. Well, we'll let you go, and uh, we'll holler at you later. Yes, sir. All right, see you, man. He didn't even say bye. Yeah. Yeah, right now, he's over there regretting his decision. Neither would I. And, and the, he's sitting here thinking about, about, about this. Shopping. Was this was his fucking bet? It yep. was. He came up with this. So, Adam Daniel, fuck you three times on this because you fucked three yourself. Time, three time, three time, three time. And can I just say, I hope we hold this. Uh, I hope we hold this as a. <laughs> As a tradition now, because this will be great for pick'em season. <laughs> I like it. That I'm way making, after listen, the after the season worried. wraps up, we still got. Fucking, I'm not making this bed ever again. <laughs> oh, no, no, <laughs> fuck y'all. I don't be that way. Because all, all I heard was, "Ooh, I can't wait to see you in a dress. You're gonna be like Medea." And I know, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> so don't be that way. Uh, don't be that way. We need to make this a tradition. Yeah, uh, I guess we can. I mean, we well, can talk you into it easy enough. So just agree to it. I mean, now. it just takes a little alcohol and a little love, and I, we'll, we'll make it work, right? I, I, I've been <laughs> and, and honestly, I've been at this table enough I, I i feel like i want to get into this now I'll, I'll wear a damn dress if i'll finish last. i heard that we'll, we'll <laughs> I then again, but then again thing. i know what the competition looks like oh oh, oh boosie oh, hey, he was two picks away from being second yeah. hey will was Dude, wearing our ass out hey, there for a while let me tell, tell you if michigan if not for michigan i would feel pretty yeah. good about my picks yeah, yeah michigan kind of uh, stuck all of us yeah, i, I wagered some... 40 points on that game how close how close was i uh, there were only one or two. Bill. All right, so Bill, you finished with 565, and he finished with 652. So it was almost a 100 point swing. I tore y'all's ass up. So <laughs> the biggest thing, me and Fabian both sucked ass in our low point, which our lowest confidence points. Yeah, I missed everything from six through fifteen. Damn. Fabian missed everything five through eighteen except for number eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what that means: we done great with those picks. We did good with our high point. <laughs> picks. That's what it that's means. What yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what it means. Yeah. That. That's. That's. Ooh. I took Georgia Southern at thirty three points. I definitely thought they were going to win. Didn't. Yeah. Took UCLA at thirty. Bragging they didn't fucking baskets. win. Yeah. Took Fabian's shit ass fucking team at twenty eight. <laughs> I took him at 40. And I swore to God, at forty one points, I just knew Baylor could beat a fucking service academy, and they did they, not. They listen. They when I looked at Baylor was catching boots, shoestrings to the fucking airports. <laughs> I was like, what? Jesus! <laughs> if there was any pick on here, I said, Baylor's oh yeah, Baylor's gonna be the hell out of Air Force. That's no no contest. Shit, now, Baylor was catching boots. <laughs> thing is, Adam hit his forty one points. Because he picked Oregon Florida. State. To yeah, he picked team. Florida. Yeah, he picked Florida to lose. Yeah. Fabian took Georgia to win. Yeah. And goddamn it, I almost lost that one. 
Will took y'all to win, yeah. and I took Baylor for 41. So those were big swings. Oh, you took Baylor for 41? Yeah, that's what I he was saying. I just knew they could yeah. be there for it. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, Dude, so, yeah. Baylor's at least a good program. Or, uh, excuse me, Air Force is at least a good program. It's a fucking service academy. The weakest of the bunch. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen Air Force put together the best overall teams over the last 20 years. Like, when they're yeah. at the top, they mm-hmm. can compete. Yeah. Haggity yeah. fucking Air Force hey, officers. Hey, guys, I, hey, we got breaking news, and I'm going to show Jason let him do it. What you got? I just received a friend request. Oh, I did, stuff. too. I don't mean I to. Welcome from, back, Tommy. I guess from you're Thomas, over it, huh, you grumpy bastard. From, from Thomas Dalton. We love you, Tommy, and I can't wait to accept this request. <laughs> Something I found interesting in our bonus picks. Adam picked both the highest scoring Big Ten team and the lowest scoring, with you guys being the highest and then Purdue being the lowest. <laughs> but he missed both the SEC teams, highest and lowest scoring. Yeah. Let's see. There was a couple other crazy ones, but nothing that was really going to swing it since those were only one point apiece. Yeah, yeah. And I've got a ton of uh, questions. If you've got questions, go ahead, because I don't think we've really got anything else planned to talk about. All right. I didn't even ask for the, the very first, Well, I did, here. because we hadn't we hadn't recorded in two weeks, and I know some folks wanted it, because believe it or not, people look forward to this. So, <laughs> Tommy Hahn, what's a honky got to do to get some checks mix? <laughs> <laughs> he has been all over Adam, because Adam hasn't to, given yeah, him any of that You stuff. have to get with Adam and Brittany on that, <laughs> my friend. And then he said, nah, serious question. With Michigan loss... Is this the end of Jim Harbaugh as their head coach? Nope. I don't think so. You did just I see the, uh, so. the Carolina. I, listen, they He's do this shit. Flirt. Is he, they they do this, is he leveraging? Every year. They do every Carolina. year. Well, here's the thing. Jim Harbaugh is not a personality guy. Not a good no, one. He, he has a personality that is unique. It's He's not the personality un- of licorice. Let's go with that, except um, <laughs> with a little more dookie mixed in. <laughs> and this dude, he can just draft whoever he wants. We know he can coach football. When right. he goes back to the league, he can just say, hey, you're mine now, right. uh, according to my second round you know, player compensation contracts. He's going to have who he wants in the NFL. I think he wants to be in the NFL. It, it, it's, it, I think I he does, too. I, I think that question, you, you need to narrow that question down. Is Jim Harbaugh at Michigan next year or not? Right. And if he, if he's not there, it's not because Michigan didn't want him there. Right. It's because, it's because Jim he wanted Harbaugh to wanted to go. Yeah, he wanted to go. Because he's done enough in the last two seasons to buy himself some time in Michigan. That's that's a fact. Uh, that's just with two wins. Yeah, and that's two fucking wins. That's it. Two wins. That's it. But Tommy Hahn also asked, also, is Clemson still a threat at winning another national championship under Dabo? I don't think so. I think Dabo's nope. time is done. Nope. I think Dabo has shot his wad. I think he's been great at it. It's been fun. It's been real. Get him to fuck up out of here and out of this conversation. Historically, hey. Clemson has been one of those teams that when they've been good, they've been really, really good, right. and then they just – Now he's back to being mediocre. Yeah, they go back to beating – Is it unreasonable to say Nick Saban has been the best college coach we've ever seen? No, not unreasonable at all. But as a pro coach, people are less than impressed. I personally think he did great with what he had, but people don't agree with me on that. Could you make an argument that Jim Harbaugh is one of the more well-rounded coaches of all time? There's three coaches that I really respect, and that's because of what they've done at both levels. That's Pete Carroll, because obviously he done what he done at USC. And Jimmy he, Johnson. And then he went there, and Jimmy Johnson at Dallas and Miami, yes. and Jim Harbaugh. Because you take what Jim Harbaugh had at San Francisco – 
and went. And, and don't get me wrong, old John was putting boots in his ass for that. For them lights went out. I don't know who flipped the switch. Old big brother whipping that but ass. John was beating boy. Baltimore was in their ass. And then and then they, after the, after the, the blackout, they made a game out of it. But and Jim Harbaugh, worked. he's he's been good no matter where he's been. You have to respect that. If you if you listen to Colin Cowherd, who I love, <laughs> love Cowherd. Cowherd has greater insight than anybody on television. Yeah, except for Jim Harbaugh. He had some kind of stupid love affair with Jim Harbaugh. Listen, there's only and, one and person like, that I dislike. Dude, he kicked Harbaugh off of his show. He said, man, I got to end this. You're just vanilla. Like, yeah. And yeah. that's been 10 years ago. Mid-interview yeah. to yeah. said, all right, we got to go. But yeah. since he's been at Michigan, it's all I heard Cal and Cal. Uh, Call it Cal Turner. He has been high on Harbaugh. He has. Yeah. But that's just like we even got the respect of a certain, and I hate this little son of a bitch. Um, I think we all know who I'm talking about. Paul Feinbaum. I hate that motherfucker. Why? Because he speaks the truth. Because every time Michigan does something good, he's quiet. <laughs> but, the, but the one fucking he thing he does quiet. bad. He gave y'all flowers. That son of a bitch. Once. Rode Jim Harbaugh to the sunset. He put a saddle on Jim and rode his ass. He gave sunset. y'all flowers, and then y'all went he and got did. your ass he handed did. to you. Where he were did. the flowers? Now I didn't. Now he, not, did, he did. I don't watch the show. He did, he did say something nice about Jim Harbaugh because I was actually shocked. He said they finally turned it around. And they got it going, and the next game they just took. But the thing is, you know, yeah. you, you talk about. I, I'm not a big Paul Feinbaum fan. I like him. I don't like him. He, he's kind. Of, you got to take him one comment at a time. Yes. I Definitely. mean, sometimes he can make some comments where you're like, damn. You know, and even even Nick Saban got in his ass at SEC Media Days. I believe it. Um, and, you know, is it because he's speaking the truth that you're mad? No, because it's, it's, a, it's, an, it's an unfair truth. Because he holds us to something that – now, the only thing he says is absolutely true and we deserve – is the half a championship in, in like 70-something years. Say it one more time. I when I tell you right now, shut your whore mouth. When he says I'll just, that, I'll, I'll listen to the show. that's something that you cannot argue with. I mean, that's the proof's there. You know what I'm saying? When right. that man says Michigan's had a half a championship in 75 fucking years, you had to kind of say, well, he's not lying. But it's everything else, you know, that, that comes with it. It's just he it's like he has a pure disdain for the University of Michigan. And I want to know who from Michigan fucked his daughter. Well, I want to know what happened. Because well, he, he hates the University of Michigan. And, and here's something else that you got to think about, too. These these broadcasters, these uh, um, pundits, pundits, as you were, Colin Cowturd, um, Paul Feinbaum, they take shots at each other. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you have to wonder, too, sometimes when, when, when Jim Harbaugh is doing terrible things – and Paul Feinbaum is going, well, you're doing, you, you, you suck. Mm-hmm. Is that shot at Harbaugh or is that shot at Colin Cowturd? It's hard telling. Um, you know a what lot I mean? of times it looks like it's directed at the University of Michigan, but I could see the misdirection in it. I could. So yeah. I, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, they, they, but more than, more than, they're more on than competing not, networks. Right. But more than not, he's asked specifically about Jim Harbaugh. He just, well, I'm just not that impressed with what I've seen with Jim Harbaugh. And he just goes and just rips him. And, uh, well, a lot of after, it is true. After six straight bowl losses, a lot losses, of it is true. Um, he's only won three bowl games in his entire college coaching career. Two of them had to be at Stanford because he ain't won but one with us. No, and, only and, one was at Stanford. And, and here's the other thing if you listen to the media hype, about Michigan when they came in. They were the media darlings. They got Jim Harbaugh. Well, it was the best hire at the time because you got to look at who we had. Granted. We had Brady Hoke. Yeah. 
Uh, he was doing great. He he was not. Let's not act I'm like he was listen, a bad coach. His best year. His best year. He made was, you was better fully, than you had been. No, no, he did not. He he benefited from fully developed players from Rich Rodriguez, and that was the only fucking thing he done at Michigan. Fully developed. Fully developed. Y'all won an Orange Bowl with that man. Yeah, with, that's why I'm screaming. With fully developed players from another man. With era. a dude that didn't know how to tie his fucking shoes, buddy. Hey, he was a bad man though. Look, look on the bright side. Shoelace was a bad man. <laughs> look, look at the bright side, bro. Brady Hoke, Rich Rodriguez. No. I'm going to tell you our downfall. Brady, whoa, whoa, whoa. Look at the bright side. None of those coaches lost to Happy State. No. Actually, one of my favorite coaches lost to Happy State. Yep. Uh, but no. Huh. But he, he ain't talking about Jimbo Fisher either. I'm going to tell you right <laughs> no. now. Brady Hoke's, Brady Hoke's downfall at Michigan was his allegiance to Al Borges. Al Borges was fucking terrible. He was a terrible offensive coordinator. But that was where his allegiance was. And hey, that's you got to say right. something about fucking loyalty, though. Good for him. Well, he's loyal, but I'm going to tell you who wasn't. If, but if I'm I was going to be a fucking coach and hired Oriol as a coordinator, you ain't get fired. We're right. going together. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now who was an absolute fucking snake, and you could have never told me that this guy would have been the guy. It's Greg Madison. Mm. Yeah. That raggedy son of a bitch was on the national championship team. <laughs> then he come back for a second stint with Brady Hoke. Yep. And then, and, then, and, then, and then when Harbaugh come in, Harbaugh demoted him but kept him on the staff. Yep. And then he left and went to Ohio State. Damn right he did. Did he win a title with us? He did. Was he with raggedy. us? Right. No. The first CFP. Was, won that was right after. It was right after when he come up there. Urban was still there. Yeah. When when he went there, and I just could not believe that fucking turncoat. He pulled the old Schimbeckler. What he did? He did. Yeah, because Schimbeckler was he was he was he was under Woody. Yeah. He was. But uh, and it's just it's crazy, man. But all right. What other questions you got? Quincy Wilker said, should the NFL play week 18? I think they should. I think they've done what they needed to do in the wake of that, you know, that event. Uh, they, they postponed that game, you know, oh, yeah. and that's, that, that's absolutely the right call. Yeah, they've done enough. But I don't think you can just sit out a whole other week of football. For well, uh, I don't think you can sit out the week. Later this Here's week. the right. question. What do you do? Is that what you do about this play it game? Play it Friday. If there's a but scheduling what do you conflict, do about, you can redo it, yeah. But what do you do about those two teams and their upcoming – I mean, what do you do? Extend the whole season? These are billion-dollar television contracts. This is right. last game of the season, though. Right. Right? Well, that, and that's, that's kind of what Skip Bellis was hitting on when he was trying to say, you know, but these implications are fucking huge. And they huge. were. Huge. And they were. But a man collapsed and damn near lost his life on the field. At what point do you have to say, look here, this is bigger than this game? Yeah. And well, you know what I really like – I think it's really cool. I thought that what they might do – I thought that what they might do – That's my kid, fuck football. I thought that what they might do – You know what I really – I thought that what they might do – That's my kid, fuck football. I thought that they might try to finish the game today. Yeah. I really thought they might – I'm okay with rescheduling the game, but it needed to end. Last night. It did, it did. And I was questioning because you're not gonna postpone it in a moderate fashion. You're you're either gonna finish it in the the next day right. or you're gonna push it off long term as in like let's go about our business and figure this out later. Right. And I guess to bring up a point about that, like those players watched that man receive CPR for like eight to nine minutes on yes. the field. Yeah, yeah. Like and we are that, trying to get oxygen no, we, to your brain. Yeah, and they were like, we could not continue after watching that. You got people like Rob and nurses and shit in ERs that do that shit like on a daily basis, and it's fucking second nature at this point. <laughs> so that should bring awareness well, to like shit they have to go through too. Well, and, and honestly, was, yeah, dude. It's dude. Tell me, uh, you would know better than me. I haven't had the training in a while. How how shortly after a lack of CPR do we receive brain death? Is it like three minutes or something? 
it's all going to depend. Mm-hmm. Um, and it depends on how quickly you start CPR. And, yeah. and, and I, the fortunate thing for an NFL player, you, you've got doctors on yes. the field. Medical doctors, doctors, yes. Now, <clears throat> having said that, I've had doctors and trauma nurses that I have seen on scenes where I've been at, and sometimes they're useless because it's chaos. Mm. You all saw what happened. That's chaos. Truly, yeah. It's mass chaos. Now, my line of work, I'm used to the chaos. You take these doctors and nurses out of their controlled environment. Mm-hmm. Without a make, triage. Right. And it makes a huge difference mm-hmm. on how you, how you see that. I've seen, I've seen a couple of nurses that were trauma You know, they told me they were trauma nurses. You know, they show up on a car wreck and they see... They see things they that see the, first the origin of they the see trauma. what I get to see, and then they're like, "Before it's cleaned up and brought to meal. <clears throat> right? And, and, and you know, the man is lucky he did he it happened where he did where it happened. Exactly. Yeah, that's yes. what I'm thinking. I mean, they I didn't realize this at the time. They said that like the standard procedure in an NFL game is they take those personnel they they do basically a mission walkthrough at like 90 minutes before kickoff, if we have somebody non-responsive, if we have somebody with these symptoms, I mean, God forbid, if you have somebody that is non-responsive and not breathing, I mean, it's all very different. That's fucking complex. Yeah, You got to be able to respond, be ready to respond to whichever event. It's one thing if a guy has a concussion and goes down, for you to be not breathing and non-responsive, who was that cat a few years back? Like you, one of the valves to his heart got separated. You're talking about the cat for Oakland, the uh <laughs> yes. the the artery that carries the blood yes. to the underside of his heart detached. Detached. And Damn. Yeah, Only hit. I mean aorta. They, yeah. Yeah, it was his aorta. They said that uh sure they right. within minutes, and this is because he was at a college facility with top notch medical personnel, they got him to a facility. And still then, the doctor said it was like uh, sewing together wet toilet tissue. Yeah. It's right. amazing that he's fucking alive. Yep. Yeah. Well, and and to your point about, you know, what these guys witnessed, and I can just tell you, um, I've, I've, I've done it enough, and I've gone into the ER, and some of those faces I'll, I'll live with the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, some of them I won't. Some of them, it was their time. I knew it, you know. Yeah. Um, I've worked some pretty nasty stuff. Um, when you when you see these nurses uh, and EMTs, paramedics, firefighters that are having to do this job that you saw being done on the field last night, you don't just walk away from it. Right. It looks like we're walking away and cleaning up the truck and going on the next call. You're living with that for still a while, head. yeah. Um, and, and like I said, there, there's a, there's some of them that I've been like, we knew it, you know. Yeah. That, and I'm not picking on that that 90 year old grandmother that the family didn't do a DNR on. Yeah. Um, you know, I hate it. Yeah. Somebody's lost a loved one, but yeah. yeah. It's it's and it seems like and it's you kind of think about it, it's the younger they are, the worse it is. Absolutely. Um, last night was was crazy. I don't. I'm not an NFL fan anymore. I don't watch NFL. But you know, I was actually Jason was the one who was telling me about it, and I'm like, what? Yeah. As we were getting this interview arranged with Billy last night, 
And immediately I started, you know, trying to find videos. And this isn't a concussion thing, I don't think. No. Um, this was, and, and there is a, um, there's a term for it. It's a Latin term. I'm just a, I'm just a dumbass EMT, so don't expect me to remember that stuff. But uh, I'd heard of it before. Matter of fact, um, now uh, catchers in, in all levels of baseball are wearing an extra padding over the heart. Because if you get hit just in that perfect rhythm in yeah. one spot, you're going to do exactly what happened last night. Yeah, yeah. he collapsed now, immediately. Have, yeah, he made the tackle. He stood up and, and fucking just collapsed. Back. Yeah, yeah. It's scary. Like, oh my god, scary as shit. Yeah, like he almost hit a Bengals player. Yeah. Dude had to move. He's yeah, like, that ain't no flop. Yeah, it ain't no flop. Yeah, no. And and, and so you know, this guy is going to stand a pretty good chance of of recovering. That's good, uh, and and the, and the thing is now it, it's you know if he does recover is he gonna play again? Could you could you imagine being in his shoes? And I'm not saying that to right. to, to, to think about that, man. I'll tell you one thing. Ultimately, so, it's his decision if he's gonna want to try to play again. Right. Of course, doctors will evaluate him everything. Sure, Mama was there at that game. She's definitely gonna have her input on whether or not he's Absolutely. playing. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And, and let's let's look at something else too. We were talking about when when do they bring this game back? Like I said, I'm I'm an outsider looking in. Yeah, I have not watched an NFL snap on purpose in years. You know, the thing is, they uh, could cancel it, but this game literally decides first seed for the AFC. Right. Yeah, this is a big but, one. Yeah. But here, but here's the thing: knowing what I know about football players, and and, and I'm going to touch on something that you know about personally. Let's think about this. Let's let's assume that Ricky Stroud that happens middle of the season. Sure. And I, I, wa- I watched this happen with Morristown East um, when they had a, uh, a kid take his own life. Um, those kids would want you to play the next down. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I have just everything that I've seen on Hamlin so far. When they start talking about these players wanting to get back, you know, when do they start this game? When is appropriate time to start this game? You have to look at that individual. What would that kid want me to do? Yeah. yeah. He would want me to take the next snap. Well, they started to cancel the, the Mississippi State game, and then they was like, no, nah, Mike Leach wouldn't want this. He would want us to go out there and That's win exactly game. right. Yeah. Well, Mike Leach would be mad. What, what do you mean quit? Right. They pulled up an absolute Mike Leach word-for-word quote of him saying, well, I'll be dead one day. Let's just move yep. on. And yep. it, it was something along those lines of very, yeah. uh, you know, no-nonsense and – Leach was like that, and most of your football players with with that competitive drive would say just that. You know, please remember me. I love y'all. Keep me in your memories, now, but you know, play for me. Now, do do I agree with how they suspended the game last? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, those those players witnessed something very traumatic. Yeah. Um. They couldn't have finished that game, even yeah. if they. Let's just assume they did. Do you think the Bengals are going to feel good about a win after that? No, hell no. How do you celebrate No, that? no, and the nature of how you process trauma comes into it as well. Like, uh, not everybody would even process that as trauma because it would be a delayed response. And then you have certain people who would be in a true state of shock. They wouldn't handle it well. Right. It's complex. You have to put that off. Frankly, I'm not surprised to hear that Zach Taylor and the uh, the opposing coach uh, McDermott was it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not yeah. surprised to hear that the coaches and the players insisted on it 
because I think from a higher level, it's it's kind of hard to process how big of a deal, and it, it would ruin your product. Like the football game would be a bad product. Right. Like we don't give a fuck. Like kind of like watching the Pro Bowl. They don't give a fuck. Right. Yeah. And and, and the thing is, at that moment, wasn't about football anymore. No. Absolutely not. Um, I, and that's talking about a game that matters, and we still don't give a fuck. No. Yeah. It, somebody's child. It is. And, you know, Jason's getting started in his career. It's just, you know, I, man, I hate to say it, but you're going to. He's going to see some crazy shit. Gonna, I, oh, know yeah. he, I know he already has oh, on yeah. one of his first nights out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was there for that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I get, finally arrested him again. Yeah. For setting neighbors' propane tanks on fire. Yeah, something like that. Something Jesus. crazy. Idiot. <laughs> anyway, we, we, South we, Daisy Street, folks. Yeah. We, 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 the call came in to us. I, I hate to make light of something after. We, yeah. it, it just shows you the dark humor that, that people like me and my profession live with to get through it. But they literally toned it out and said this guy had set his armpits on fire. And yep. they're like, what? He had soaked himself in gasoline and set, set his, his armpits, armpits on, on fire. fire. What oh. the fuck? Then he proceeds across the street to Montview Baptist Church there, right yeah. below East High School. Yeah. And went inside. They were having service. Sets on the front pew. Burning. No. No, I mean, the fire was out at this oh, point. Okay. I was going to say, shit. I was going to say, if they didn't, would they think he's a prophet? I mean, he he's a, burning he's, for the Lord. He's in. <laughs> up down left, right? <laughs> Let's go TCU. And, uh, yeah, he just goes in and sits down on the front pew while they're having service. We walk in the door, and he's hanging his hat on the Christmas tree and pulls his shirt up and just shows himself. This is my uh, titties, bro. My, one, of, one of my favorite. Come on, man. Let's go outside. My yeah. favorite moment out of the Don't whole call. And, and we're, we say this just to tell you what we had to deal with. <laughs> Funniest thing about this, one of the people in the church walks out, catches one of the officers. Mm-hmm. Which one is it? He's the one that smells like gasoline. The one that smells right. like gasoline. Him. <laughs> Go figure. Him. Like, you're not going to walk in and immediately know which guy is the one in here being disorderly. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, All right. I got I got uh, a couple more. They're, they're, they're small, though. Um, Stephanie Boozer asked, who do y'all like for the NBA Finals? Well. What's the NBA? I ain't watched none of that. So uh, I can answer uh, this. I personally I, think that. I have some opinions. I, I, I personally think that we're going to see Warriors and Celtics. Celtics and six. I can't see any other answer. Um, yeah. Can I just say the best thing I seen all today? It was a, uh, it was like a media shot of Donovan Mitchell's seventy one point seventy one points. Yeah. He balled, and, and then below out. that there was an attachment that said LeBron LeBron's picture. coming home. Coming home. Yeah, I've decided I'm coming home. Yeah, yeah. Donovan yeah. Mitchell balled out, but yeah, I think it's going to be Warriors and Celtics. Warriors has not had the year that they probably would like to have had, but they're going to get it together. That's the and, thing, uh, dude. They they've got the, they've got the pieces, and who can compete with them in the West? I don't have Denver there right now. Phoenix is not there either. They're just not. Phoenix is falling off. Yeah. Uh, in the East, you've got some contenders, but outside of Boston, have you can, not seen who can Celtics, overtake Boston? Have you not seen Celtics this year? They are fucking unstoppable, man. Uh, and I, well, that's you being say, a fucking Celtic. I'm, I'm being a fanboy, but people are going to say the Bucks. But did, I mean, they even dismantled the Bucks. So I mean, I'm just I'm telling you, I think we're going to see Warriors and Celtics. I know I'm fanboying right now, but but look at what the Celtics what the, look at what the Celtics have done 
to the first quarter of this of this season? Uh, you would appear to have the correct answer. Yeah, I'm leaning Celtics, but or Warriors, Celtics, Warriors. Uh, I I'm a Bucks guy. I find myself leaning toward Giannis. Right. Well, Middleton's been out too, so I mean they're not full strength, but still, you got to go Celtics. Right. You got to go Celtics because they're balling. And honestly, Jason Tatum Tatum is eventually going to hit his stride. Well, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have have combined for seventy points like six games so far this year. They are fucking tearing it up, man. That's just it's crazy. Um, but yeah, Warriors and Celtics. David Grant Carter said, I'm so sad to hear about tomorrow. I hope the boy will be all right. Brandon Courtney says, Jim Harbaugh to the NFL. We've already touched on that as well. So that's, that's all I've got. And, uh, Adam Daniel, fuck you. Fuck you, Adam. You, could, you can't beat me. It's so nice to have an episode with somebody to my left that can be reasoned with, can just listen to me and then respond. I can't wait to see him come back and eat this crow. And I am. And on top of that, and on top of that, I'm a damn handsome man. Morning, honey. I mean, honestly, look at you. Definitely more handsome than uh, there's the There's a lot of handsomeness above above your chin. That's a lot going on. Yeah. Well, below his chin. What are you saying there? Well, I can't really? really see it. He's got a shirt on. Okay. Take Fair your shirt enough. off. Hey, Remove your shirt. Hot and steamy in here. You did take that. Live yeah. down, dude. Yeah, yeah. Live Live is, caps go. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> about what I figured it'd be. It's real nice. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have no fancy sign off for everybody, other than we will uh, we will address Sir Fabian over here as the undisputed Pick'em champion of the That's year. Right. And thank you to Billy Seals yes, for absolutely. taking some time out. Thank you, Coach Seals. Yeah. I tell you, Coach Seals for for him to be a natural football coach. You know, he's kind of a standard football coach as far as being a little uh, harder, more harsh. He's so insightful. Yeah. I remember my uh my uh I'll call her my baby mama. It sounds harsh because we're still friends. That's what she is? Yeah, Stephanie. Yeah, was literally a genius. Never made a B in school. Straight A, brilliant human. And she talked to me back then. This has been you know back when we graduated school. She said, you know, I never really had a an AP teacher. She was she was AP everything. She said that he was the smartest. She said he taught everything from memory, history, econ. She I never said, had him, but I had Coach Altizer, and I felt that way about Coach Altizer. Yeah, like yeah. you can feel it. That's like a fact. Yeah. his his brain's moving a little quicker, I man. Feel like what? He probably lived half of it, but still. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. I don't think Billy's got that going for him. He he has to absorb it. Altizer right. might have been there on the front lines yeah. at right. uh, four score and seven years ago. He, he helped God know his arc in. Altizer yeah, was hell. Right. <laughs> mean son of a bitch. Yeah, he was hell. Loved his class, man. Favorite teacher yeah he was hell he was miss j yeah. was my favorite french teacher okay yeah yeah that was my favorite sister teacher. principal at easter yeah. Now. yeah yeah good people oh yeah all well right. that's about all we've got folks all right all right well well glad adam had things to do tonight so i could be here for this it's been awesome we are too because it's been a peaceful broadcast it's been very nice yeah, yeah. robert you're gonna keep popping in we're just gonna get you a fucking mic man yeah. we don't it doesn't have to we, uh, we don't have to overcomplicate fuck, it. i ain't got nowhere else to plug one in it's the problem shit yeah, i one we might can find give a him. splitter or something we can use i don't know one we can give him yeah just saying well <laughs> <laughs> just kick the woman out is that what That's you're saying we'll, 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 we'll kick we'll kick her out. Ah, kick her out. <laughs> well, I guess that's all we're going to have for you tonight, folks. We will uh, end the show here and call it a day. Mm-hmm.
That's the end of the game.